If you're a defender fighting to protect your organization from cyber attackers, you must be successful ending attacks every single time. They only need to be successful once. Cyber Reason reverses the attacker's advantage. Our future-ready attack platform gives defenders the wisdom to uncover, understand, and piece together multiple threats, and the precision focus to end cyber attacks instantly. Together, we are the defenders. Cyber Reason. End cyber attacks. From endpoints to everywhere. Learn more at cyberreason.com. That's C-Y-B-E-R-E-A-S-O-N.com. Recorded live.
Like power to the family out there. I don't know who on the line right now. I got to reopen my thing. My God, let me see who's going on out there. All right, I see Brother Bud out there. Out there. Out there. Come here. Ashe. Like power. All right, I'll see you out there. But tonight, you know, it's open live tonight. Open live. What's on your mind? Was trying to get the striving to get the brother Dawa in, but brother Dawa had a little problem with his phone. Phone service not going right over there. Definitely got some interesting information to put in for the family. Not only going hit on a lot of this, um, you know, this, the, the the homosexual agenda, some of the things that's going on, and some shit that he see coming. But also going to speak on his, um, you know, his uh, uh I guess we will call it an incarceration for for a few hours at the Canadian border. You know what I mean? Where he was, uh, you know, striving to make his way into Canada. And got stopped at the border and was told that he, you know, he can't make it in there. You know, um, reasoning, you know, reason being that, it, you know, they, I'm going to let them come in and, and tell all the reason being. You know what I mean? But, you know, they, they held the brother up. You know, it seemed like more, uh, more than likely they might have been aware of him coming to Canada before he got to Canada. So they, you know, more on the lookout for Brother Dawa to stop him from going, uh, for completing what he had to get done in Canada, which was uh, uh, he had a, uh, a a lecture and book signing going on in Canada, and that was um, shut down due to him not being able to get past Canadian Border Patrol. So I look forward to bringing him in, hopefully next week, hopefully next uh, Saturday, We'll better bring the brother in. If not Saturday, you know we'll we'll see what we we'll see what we can do and get that together. Also on the plate coming up, we got uh, Bible Automatics. We'll be back in the house. Um, maybe not this Sunday. Maybe not this Sunday, but hopefully next Sunday we can have Bible Automatics back in the house. Have a couple you know a couple words with them and everything. So we just try to get that thing together. Get um you know coordinate everything correct so y'all family be ready. Have your questions together. You know, um, we also in the month that Khaled was assassinated. So, you know, you know uh, Bob is going to be ready to touch that. Also, for those who aren't really aware of some of the particulars around that situation, you'll be able to, you know, um, get some details and be put abreast um, to things that you might not have been privy to, information that you might not have been privy to, that we all might not have been privy to. But, uh, and, uh, you know, to deal with a... Um, a first-hand account of somebody who was there, who, who was being trustworthy with how he would give up that information to us, not someone known to hide information. Uh, um, so, you know, we definitely look forward to that. And, you know, we're going to make sure we make the house real welcome for the brothers. And Slaughterhouse Saturday, we've been going through all type of bullshit. You know, so y'all family, you know what I mean? Like I said, it's open lives, man. It's open lives, and it seems like it's open season. It's open season, you know what I mean? And um, it's open season, and the season is treason nowadays. So it seems like it's open season on a black family. Not only are we dealing with this, you know, we, we already know what we're dealing with, but, it's uh, you know, we're we going to have to tighten up the ship because, you know, we're going to have to tighten the ship up. 
uh, uh, this Masonic thing is just going crazy. And I think that that's weird. I think we might be missing a little angle. I think we might be missing something, and, I, and we might have to review the Masonic ties and the Masonry, free Masonic ties of the conscious community uh, head group and how we, and how, you know, it's, 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 it's a funny thing. You know, and even though we want to, you know, we don't want to be these type of people, but we are a people who look towards uh, elders to guide us. That's the type of people that we are as Africans. You know, we look towards to get wisdom from those who have stepped, you know, have stepped before us. You know what I mean? And um, it seems as though we, in that looking for wisdom, in places outside of yourself, it is easy to be caught up in, in what we call swift wisdom, shit that's, you know, is swift and changeable. You know what I mean? So, we, you know, I think that this has been going on, and I think one of the reasons why is because we have not properly checked the Freemasons who come under the guise of African spirituality, African consciousness, and uh, uh, um. Uh, I, I don't know what other word to use, but, you know, who come up under the guise of being African first, but already are fraternally tied in with the devil. So we're going to have to make Ooh. sure that we be up on this. Seen a couple of things that made me leery. Also, you know, we got the Jew back into the community. See? The Jews. They have never okay, left now. the community. They always been funding here and there, but we ain't, you know, sometimes you can't put a finger on the Jew when he's funding shit. But we don't got a first line of defense no more like we had. You know what I'm saying? With the past and really Dr. Ben and them, and I'm, I'm really talking about here in New York and shit like that, with charlatans like the pimp uh, bringing them in, they already know. They they think it's open season. So I don't know what that means right now. You know what I mean? Because the motherfucker, he let the cracker tell him he got a plan for his people. You know? Mm-hmm. And a nigga don't say shit. That That's when the nigga was supposed to cross the line. You can't cross the line when that's your paymaster. I mean, the paymaster got lines you can't cross. So, uh, uh, I, 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 you know, I checked out a piece of the, I checked out a piece of that nonsense right there. I mean, but we, but we gonna have to tighten up, and I think by next week, I'll be able to put together some proper information. You know what I mean? I even though, you know, now we all, we all are prepared to at least deal with pieces, but I want to put together something proper. So I have all my ducks lined up in a row. So when we start shooting at these motherfuckers, they fall easy. Bang, bang, bang. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that this is just something that is just natural. It's natural for us to do this. This is a natural process. We've got to clean and filter. Um, another thing that I want y'all to touch, I want you to touch this to come here. If you just touch that Flint situation, because it was some things that you seen that was interesting. I put in an article and, uh, but, and, and Brother Mikarai let me know that Brother Little had already um, predisposed the people to that information um, about, you know, about Flint, Michigan, and about how lawmakers and people already doing 
trafficking, you know, city workers was already on to the fact that they were getting poisoned. So the government had already made provisions for city workers to be able to get clean water. But thanks to Brother Little, you know, he only, for me, he reinforced what I was feeling about this shit when he hit the family with that article, which was beautiful, because January 2015, look, not even for the crib now, this for where they working at. All right? They bringing in water, big bottles of water and shit, telling people don't drink from the fountain, got the memo out in the whole nine. All right? Mm-hmm. It's a damn shame. It's just a shame, man. Mm. Describe me. But my shit on the on, on the Flint thing, I, I, I'm just looking at our response because I, I just see a continual pattern. And, and, and I'm, what made me look at our response is me looking at my response to the shit. I'm seeing a pattern in my response. You know what I'm saying? So it had me questioning, uh, is this not a controlled behavior? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And it had me looking back at what, what we did on the plantation. You know, when a motherfucker fucked one of us up, you know, um, being beautiful people, we treated each other. You know, we took care of the person that the cracker fucked up and shit. But, you know, uh, that that to me shows reactionary behavior. Because you have to say to yourself after they did, like, some real fucked up shit now, you know, whether it was tie you to the tree and, and uh, beat the flesh off you with that cow High with or 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 hang you or burn you through your fucking you know uh, how is it that we did not in numbers run up on these motherfuckers and now think about the plantation time don't tell me we didn't have more numbers in the cracker then you you cannot tell me that and yet we did not roll up and so that kind of behavior I still see in myself and our people today because our response to the Intentional poisoning of our people in Flint is to go by water. Now, that's a beautiful thing because that initial act, just like how it was to tend to the uh, ancestor who was brutalized and tortured by the cracker, you know, you're tending to our, our, our people that have been poisoned. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what is it in us that we don't get up and say, I'm taking it to these motherfuckers now. You done killed the last black child, man, woman, grandmama, and I mean as a whole. Mad numbers. What is it? So it has to be conditioning, and our behavior is definitely reactionary and not revolutionary. And I'm not shitting on our people who really believed they was doing a beautiful thing. Because uh, think about it at the end of the day, though. You're giving money to the very motherfuckers who caused the poisoning. And you, those that were giving money to buy the water, come on now, you know you ain't wealthy. You're like me. You know what I'm saying? Out here trying to make it. But still, when your people in the need, you give, who give more than poor people? <laughs> That's who gives it. That's who gives okay. it. That's who gives it. We got a heart. We know what it is. We know what it is. And so we're giving money, though. This, this was 
to the very crackers who did it. How much money did cracker corporations make? And then you got to say, well, then, okay, the government caused it. If shit was, if we were citizens, if shit was all fair and lovely, boom, boom, bang, why didn't the government seize the water companies in this crisis that was caused by the government state operation? Take care of the people. Why did it take so long to switch back? Why didn't anything happen? Why wasn't the government and everybody involved arrested immediately if this shit is really real like you say it is? That's homicide. That's a that's attempted murder. Mm. You can't say no. You know, can't say nothing less than not an attempted murder. No, and, and undoubtedly it has caused murders, and it's and it's uh, uh, you know what I'm saying going to cause some some death. But you know, the, about the most that I've seen come up out of the government, um, the governor just I've just seen a report where the governor is now. Off of that thing that Brother, Brother Little threw in, the governor is now, he's willing to, you know, this is what they're willing to do. They're willing to try to not make you pay for water that's killing you. Because, see, the people getting charged, people still getting charged for the water that's, that they can't use. They're still getting a water bill, and, and, and the water company's shutting people's water off, trying to put them in the, you know, they put your ass in collections and shit like that, you know. And you know how people ain't got credit already. They go to we, we go tell you, you know, you know, no, you know what I mean. And this for those who deal in credit and stuff like that. But they, but they, they look, we gonna put you in collections. You know, they scared. They scared the hell out of black people with stuff like that. You gonna mess my credit up? Scare people into paying a bill with some shit that's killing me, killing my babies. Shay. Lead poisoning is irreversible, do irreversible damage to the brain, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the, you, you make me think of the other insanity, the insanity that I, I partake in. Okay, I don't know about y'all, but I was taught uh, that water was a God-given right, like mm-hmm. air. Like air, huh? Right, why I got to pay for it? Where they do that at? But here, mm-hmm. <laughs> in my reality. That's crazy that we even accept that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now we talking about water. I just seen a thing up there up in Manhattan that the water ain't no after it snowed. That in Manhattan, that they telling the people in Manhattan, up in Manhattan, well, up in Manhattan, let's, let's say it right, Harlem. They telling people in Harlem, uptown, that look, after it snowed, that the water up there poisoned. I'm going to find the article. I've just seen it. Just and seen it. That's a shame. I'm right here and don't know about it. All right? Yeah, just seen it. Order up there fucked up now. You, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get on my joint and Google it. Man, I, I, I don't know if I saved that article, but I know if I Google it, it'll, it'll pop up. I and bet I, you ain't poisoning that gentrified part of Harlem or, or Cracker Bill Clinton State Building with his offices. That I know it ain't there. Or if it is that you know they already got water supply, so they good. They already got water supply, right? But yeah, that's that's some of the that's some of the other shit that I just just seen. I just seen that going on. But you know, it's like I said, it's it's open lines. It's open lines tonight. Black Paul, what's going on, brother? Call. Hey, 
Black Power. Three bold, yeah. What it do out there? Ain't nothing, man. You know, just listening to the warm up, the icebreaker. Black <laughs> <laughs> Power for the full. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny after the Flint situation uh, was brought public. Now everybody nationally is checking their water and shit. You know, and finding out that their water's fucked up. Mhm. You know, you know, you know what I say. You know what I always say. Coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what it is, word of life. You and think also, it's going on somebody else? Trust me. Coming soon to a theater near you. Now, how you going? How you going? How you going to rock when it's playing in your goddamn town? Okay. Now. That this is the question, and this is why it, it, it this is the problem. It shouldn't have you. My actions shouldn't have to wait to it's in my town. Mm-hmm. If we had some sense of connection with each other, you know what I'm saying? This whole bitch would be burning right now. Mhm. Yeah, you know, you know the it's like um the the cracker market is his uh. You know the the kind of stuff he's doing out here. He markets it as an individual, isolated thing, but um, he always tells you what's happening in more than one place after you first find out about it. Then you're like, God damn, you doing this shit like this? You know? You know my Steve Copley shit, brother. I wouldn't be surprised if it ain't intentional. I need to know who owned the stock or the water or the water companies. You know. And, and who owned Pepsi and, and who got nah, that? Flint, that Flint, Michigan shit is intentional. Like you got like Flint, that, all that Michigan shit. Them niggas sit on the Great Lakes. They sit on fresh water. Now, one thing, yo, Betty put out a video. I don't know how long ago it was. Yeah, I but seen was, that. I seen that. It was on Detroit, mad long ago. He was just he just had the maps up there. He was just talking about geography. In military geography, he was talking about how the second, um, the coming of the Second Civil War, some shit like that. Yeah, where he was in like a classroom. He was younger, like it was a couple years back, couple years back, and he was just talking about how they sit on them Great Lakes in that fresh water right there, and that they were gonna come in and come get that water from a thousand people, and that they didn't want the people from from Detroit there because because of that fresh water. Is you know what I'm saying? That's that's uh he was like, you know, just talking about the military, you know, like how uh militarily sound that was to make sure that you had control of that water. It's crazy. I mean, you, you pull from the the water that you get in via Detroit to go to the Flint River? For real? You got to be kidding. Like, if anywhere got good water, it should be there. It was real shit. Just, just the geography. You know what I mean? Done with the geography. If anybody got good water, it should be there. Them the second largest, I think that's the second largest body of Great Lakes. Uh, I mean, of fresh water on the planet. What they call, what they call the Great Lakes. I was to check that, but I believe it's the second... And it ain't many. It ain't many. It ain't many fresh water spots like that. But it's definitely more of a militarily um, thought-out strategy than anything to get the people up off of there. 
Uh-uh. What's going on out there? We got the rest of the family out there. I see y'all out there. Uh, oh, I see the suiting out there. Black Power suiting. How are you? Black Power suiting. Black Power family. I'm uh, listening to his brother Carl State the preview to the warm-up. First quarter. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oh, I see oh, Brother Dondre out there, too, man. I see Brother Little, Brother Dondre out there, Black Power family. How y'all tonight, man? Just making sure that I meet and greet properly. Black, Black Power, Power family. Yeah. I think that's Sister Monique. Yeah, Sister Monique out there. Oh, uh, Black Power. That's you, Sister Monique, Black Power. I think Black that might Power. be her. All right. That's, that's her. That's her. But she is. We got other members on the line. I don't know who y'all are. Black Power to y'all, too, family. <laughs> but, um. Something else going on, too, you know, like I said, it's open lines, I mean, I just want to um, get some things off with y'all, right? I had an argument. I had an argument. Oh, I ain't going to say an argument, a disagreement with a black man over the fucking cracker from Oklahoma who got a, who got locked up for uh, for raping the women, the cops. And them cop host claw. I had an argument with a motherfucker over this over this cracker where I'm like, yo, listen, this motherfucker cracker got it made. Y'all might think he arrested and he gonna it's gonna be hard for him in jail and his nigga telling me about how, oh man, don't nobody in jail like rapists and oh that he gonna get it bad and all that shit. I said, man, this is a fucking cop, man. I said he a police just like the fucking COs. They all cops together. They let this fucking cop get fucked up by nobody. If anything, he gonna have He's going to be in PC, living good, chilling for all his fucking time that he might be the fuck in there, right? And I'm like, I don't even trust that shit anyway because he's a fucking cop. And I feel like he's a fall guy for whatever the fuck's going on. So, all right, then. Clear. No problem. Look online. You know, I don't know what the fuck I was doing today. I'm going to find an article, though, online, though, looking at looking up different, different goddamn things. And Host Club pops up. Oh, man, let me see if I can find this fucking article. I'm going to find this. Holesclaw pops up, and you know what? You can't find fucking Holesclaw no longer can be found in the motherfucking uh, uh, prison system. Meaning, like, you know, they got, um, you know, you can go on a website. Anybody who's been arrested or, or anybody who's in prison right now caught their case and was sentenced, you can get online, put their name in, and look their asses up. You can look up their charges, how much time they got, all that shit. You can't find host claw. He's no longer, he was the last, the last fucking thing when you go look at, like, if you look, if you're a victim, they got another fucking site. But if you're a victim, and you can find out about, you know, about, uh, about the perpetrators. This shit say status transferred. Um, location unknown. Now, this motherfucker is un. Look, now, don't nobody know where he at no more. The fucking, uh, now, the people in Oklahoma is trying to say, they trying to say, um, well, they trying to say, this, this is what they saying. They saying that it's for security reasons that you can't find him no more. 
But ain't no motherfucking body else getting no security goddamn reasons like that. Now, you can find other officers who've been arrested. But this motherfucking cracker has come up missing in the system. So, you know, we wanted to put that out there to the people that look, man, y'all be... Niggas talk that shit about, oh, the justice system, they going to do this and they going to do that and do this and do that shit. And look at what the fuck they do. Oh, I said, ain't no motherfucking victory because this, this, this cracker was allegedly, you know, they, they, they found him guilty. That wasn't no victory. That wasn't no win for the people or win, no shit like that. That wasn't no win for them sisters who got raped. That wasn't no win for them. You know what I mean, they put this cracker like I like I know you. Even if you, even if he locked up, this motherfucker will be flushed, man. Trust me, trust me, man. They'll make sure motherfuckers living good in jail, man. Oh yeah, he gonna be PC'd up. Yeah. Protected. Funny is, funny is. Really think oh, the cracker was funny. I didn't mean to cut you off or cut your wisdom off. I was just want to deal with you. Um, what's funny is I really think the practice be listening to uh, all our mediums, all our social mediums, because it really the first when I heard of the case, first thing that came to my mind was Sister Camille when she was saying no white man after post slavery has ever been convicted of raping a black woman, and I think that was the, the bone right there. They're throwing us a bone right there. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. outside of that case, outside of that case, I still can't find one. I'm still looking. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's some weird shit going on. They're coming out with these Gods of Egypt movie. Anybody seen the previews of this shit? All, uh, all cracker cast. Nah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's taking over Egypt, and they got all cracker cast. I'm like, what's the fascination with Egypt again? If you this new X Men movie, or Apocalypse. Is a gray skin. He's one of the first mutants, and 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 uh, set in the myth, in, in Egyptian mythology had gray skin. So it goes back, you know, the Transformers movie. They was in Egypt. They listening to us, family. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you're right about they, that. They not, it's directly so, but they listening to us because the social media, the, the movies, the the uh, media itself is. How can I put it? How can I put it? There was no fascination with the Egyptian culture outside of Cleopatra with Elizabeth Taylor playing that role. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're pushing it. And, they, and the main, I see it on YouTube, you know, because YouTube has commercials now. You know what I mean? So all this is tying back in. Even when you talk, when you look at um, another thing I've been noticing, too, um, Detroit. Let me get my facts right. No, no, no. New York. When New York was going through that whole, like in the early 80s, it was a black mayor, if I'm not mistaken, or a governor. He was there before uh, 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 Giuliani. Anybody Thinking. know what I'm talking about? Thinking. 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 Right? Now, they always do their little dirt on the, on, on the watch of a black overseer. Right? For example, all this shit that's taking place in Flint, Michigan, the mayor is a system. I say. You see what I'm saying? So even when you look at the infrastructure, because the mayor oversees city planning. City planning uh, uh, is uh, uh, civil engineering. Uh, this were the Moors. You think you would think the Moors and them niggas who talk that paperwork shit, they would have a fiasco with this type of topic. Because I, I, I get a little truth from everybody. Now, I found this shit to be true. In order for a city to be incorporated, they have to have a police 
and a fire station. That comes along with um, well, the police to protect the merchants in the city because the merchants are the businessmen who pay the taxes to the city, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in regard to that, the city also has to provide services like waste management, which is trash, and water. See what I'm saying? The European bureaucracy system is set up so much. It's, it's so deceiving and it's so corrupt that it's set up so that no individual has any form of accountability. For example... There's a chain of command that one has to uh, oblige by in order to get one's point across or able to have any change in the bureaucratic system. So, for example, the President Obama, even though he's black, and even though the population, well, he's alleged black, even though the populations of Flint, Michigan are, you know, more than, I think, 60% black, he can't interject in that situation because that city has a mayor. And then that, that city mayor... In the, in, the, in, the, in the state, which has a governor. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, the, the president can't step in because if he steps in, he'll make the governor look bad. If the governor steps in, he'll make the, the, the mayor look bad. You see what I'm saying? So, it's really not one of cooperative social, you know, they, they're being social about the situation. There's not a social political agenda really put in place. If there is one put in place, but it's one that's more or less put on less accountability. You see what I'm saying? Instead of it being a court, you know, the governor stepping in, seeing that it's an emergency and offering all the state of Michigan's aid to Flint. You see what I'm saying? But see, in this white man's world, if he does that, he makes the mayor look bad. You see what I'm saying? And even though the mayor's a sister, in some cases, you have, you know, she's a sister, but in most cases, you have cracker mayors. And the cracker man wants to be put in position. Even if he fucks up, he don't want to. He don't want to look bad. You see what I'm saying? So these are some things we got to really, really keep in consideration regarding some of our people who feel that they, we, you know, we have to vote. We have to uh, support this this political system because it's the best on the planet. You know, shit like that. You, you know what I mean? I'm saying, uh, you know. Just, just, just touching the Flint, Michigan, just because we on that. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, get that other article, but I got this, this other joint right here. Um, as of January 28th, let me, let me, let me get this. All right, we got six other cities, right? Now listen, man, listen, listen, listen. The fucking lead is Flint is bad. See, the thing about Flint, you know what makes Flint look bad is because you can see. The water looking brown. And that's from the corroded motherfucking pipes and shit. That's from rust. That's from rust. And even though that rust is, is heavy metal inside the motherfucking thing. But you can see it, right? So shit you can see, it's easier to be like, bang, you know. Uh, what they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. So it's some shit that's seen. It's seen. You can, you, it, 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 it's ingrained in your brain. You're like, nah, something wrong with that water. So if the water's still looking clear, you're not seeing the same type of thing. So now we got, uh, all right, the Detroit News reports that the elevated blood lead levels are seen in a higher percentage of children. And we got six other cities in, uh, in children in Grand Rapids, Jackson, Detroit, Saginaw, Muskegon, and Holland, and several other cities. Proof that the scourge of lead has not been eradicated despite decades of public health campaigns and hundreds of millions of dollars spent to eliminate it. It's a, uh, 
right. Detroit, 13.5% tested positive for lead of the, of the children. Now, um, in Adrian, South Central Michigan, more than 12% of the 640 children tested have positive results. Now, a positive result don't mean that you ain't got no lead in your blood system. This means that you just came up to a certain, you know, it's a certain number that you got to reach, and then they say, oh, that's positive. Anything below that is negative. Even though it's still here, it's negative. So this not, you know, like like we all like we always know, and, and, and this is just the, the proof, you know what I'm saying, that it's not just a single place type of thing. It's not just, you know, um, it's not an isolated incident. God, you got you got spots in Detroit, you know what I'm saying, in Detroit where 20% of the children is tested positive for lead poisoning. Now, when you say 20%, that's a lot of motherfuckers. That's a lot. That's a big-ass number. Man, it sounds small, but when you, have, you ever went to the motherfucking store and they say, yo, you're going to get 20% off, you be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get 20% off? Shit, that's good numbers. But when we look at it like this, that's how we got to look at this shit. So you can understand how much that really is of the population, 20% of the fucking children. I mean, out of 1,000 children, 200 of them is fucked up already for the rest of their life. And in reality, you could say in reality, you could say all two thousand is fucked up because even the ones that's not testing positive is going to be showing signs because they still got traces of lead in their system. Exactly, exactly. That's why, that's why I said that earlier. Exactly. So we talk about two hundred that's definitely fucked up. No doubt about it. But then the rest of them is fucked up too. They just ain't reached that level. They just ain't reached a high enough number yet for them to stay positive. Mm-hmm. Wow. You see how slick the motherfucking cracker is, the way how he play with numbers and statistics and make you think like, yeah, it's just these small people that's fucked up. Everybody else is good. But like he's saying, the big picture, even the people that's not in the statistics of the high levels have been exposed to lead too, so they're going to have some issues and some motherfucking setbacks as well. But it's just not the 13.5%, you know what I'm saying? But they, the rest of them is still hit. So really everybody's fucked up, but they try to make you think that, the majority of the people is good. Just, 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 no, the majority good. 80% good. Mm-hmm. See, it's another context to that, too. Um, the whole overseeing of city planning was in, like, the 40s and the 50s. It, it's, it's really, really a trip because, you know, you hear those infomercials about asbestos and all that shit, right, being one of the hardener components they use in a lot of building material. Um, during the early 50s, well, from the 50s to the 60s, lead became very, 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 very useful because when the when um, Russia and the United States were at their arms race during the Cold War, you know, they were competing with nuclear um, technology. Now, what's interesting is my pops used to tell me this shit. During the 60s and the 50s, if there was a nuclear fallout, the safest place to go into would be your refrigerator because back then the majority of the metal uh, had lead in it. And see, mm-hmm. lead is, uh, you know, mm-hmm. even Superman can't see through lead. You feel me? Yeah. That nigga, Batman has a lead mask because he can't see through it. X-ray vision is hard to penetrate lead, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the pipes underneath the ground for water and so forth have lead in it. 
and to read the whole system, it's like this, you know, like like when you have buildings who open up for business, those buildings have to, to meet criteria to pass health inspections. So if they have any asbestos in there or any cancer, uh, any 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 ingredients in the materials used that can cause cancer, they have to have that shit posted. You you know what I mean? I don't know how it is, but y'all got to know in California, you walk in a place, it'll say, uh, building, you know, the materials used in this building, you know, may or can cause cancer property. You see what I'm saying? Now, they can do that to a building because it's on top of the ground. It stops a lot of fucking flow of productivity when you have to redo your whole water system. You see what I'm saying? Nah, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I'm, 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 I mean, the house I live in is, is on a septic tank. You see what I'm saying? That's old. That's 60s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's more expensive to take the septic tank out, you know what I mean, than to just keep it, you know, every so often just get it drained or whatnot, you know what I mean? Like that was you saying that that was one of the major things here in Connecticut was just um, ridding your house of lead. You had to rid your house of lead because so many children was get because lead paint was one of the one of the major things that people used. Everybody used lead paint in the sixties. 50, 60, that was what it was. So a lot of these houses was built then. So that's what that's what was in there because a lot of children were, was, as a matter of fact, I know a couple kids. I, I know some sisters who had who had kids who ended up eating lead paint, eating the chips, and their children is fucked up. Like, like they not totally gone, but they a little slow. Like, be like, damn, son a little slow from getting lead poisoning. As a matter of fact, she had to move out of her father's house because he had the paint in his house was, was lead-filled paint, and she had to move out. They had to put her in a shelter life. Mm-hmm. You see, the main reason they was using lead in the 50s and 60s, to my knowledge, was it's a hardener. Mm-hmm. And my pop, it was funny, when, what's, what's the effects it has on a living organism? Um, the best example I can use is a Kobe. My dad had a Kobe named Shake. He used to use for breeding, right? And this this is expensive ass dog. You know what I mean? Like sixteen hundred dollars. Now Kobe's they got black skin underneath and they got uh, like a fawn color, right? Someone tried to first like they tried to poison the dog, they took some crushed glass and, and put it in some ground beef. But he you know, he, he don't you know, my dad trained him on that. So when he didn't eat the meat, they took out a pellet gun and shot him up. Now, the, the pellets was, in, you know, all in his hip and shit like that. And when Shay got old, he used to, he used to make this fucked up noise. Ooh, ooh, like an old man. And he would be in pain. Make a long story short, my pops had to uh, put him to sleep because he caught lead poisoning. Mm-hmm. With organisms, we, even though lead's a hardener, we absorb that shit. And the first place it goes into is our bloodstream. And the filter for the bloodstream is the liver. You see what I'm saying? Yo, that's what happened with that fucking shit that was in my leg, man, Remember, remember a little while back, that fucking uh, I was like, yo, I had a fucking buckshot that was in my leg, and that shit just got infected. Give you an example. That's they they try to pass this bill out to uh, 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 ban lead bullets because when you you know it's it's coming situations where you got people out there who are doing hunting. And they're using mm-hmm. lead bullets to kill the carcass, or they'll they'll shoot the motherfucker and it won't die, and it, it won't die immediately on that spot, but it'll die, eventually die from lead poisoning. And once that happens, you can't even fucking eat the meat. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Mhm. That's why you can't. 
why you can't put crackers over top of no shit, because they so fucking retarded. Them niggas that do some shit, like anybody, like the Africans would have already knew you can't use certain materials when you're building and and, 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 and um, creating certain fucking uh, dynamics, which would be like your water, you know what I'm saying, when you plant crops. They know, like, certain shit you can't use. Like, they know you can't defecate around the areas nowhere near, remotely near your fresh water supply. You know what I'm saying? Just, just certain shit, sanitary laws, the Africans already knew this shit. And then, so when you get the European in a position where this motherfucker got control over shit and he running shit, everything he do fucks something up. You know what I'm saying? So they come up with these little slogans like go green and shit like that. But then I fucked up the, the motherfucking atmosphere and the soil to the point where the shit you're trying to do is too late. Nigga, you, you, you know I fucked up the whole planet. The planet got to cleanse itself now. Dog, are you saying that, right? Listen, listen, listen. We talking about all of America. <laughs> we talking about the whole globe and shit. This I'm, nigga's fucking up. I'm, just, I'm just thinking about the lead thing right now. This oh, no the, doubt, no doubt. In the, in the pipes and shit like that. Just, just look. Now they started yeah, doing one. copper and shit, right? But now look, man, the city run, the city run a lot of pipes, man. But now look, man, they had the billions of dollars. Look how many cities it is. They had the billions of dollars. Wow. When they already put fluoride in the motherfucking water, knowing that this is rat poison. You know what I'm saying? So they're already doing that. But then to put the lead in there on top of that, that's why we fucked that. Now, now listen, man. Now, if you want to know any reason why these ain't doing shit, you got there. When you get rat poison and lead, you cooking with this shit? <laughs> Everything. We're alive, man. This shit crazy. I know. That is funny. This shit just crazy. Yeah, man. I'm just thinking about, like, I use a filter now. Like, I don't... I cook with filtered water, anything with filtered water. I, I'm not drinking your shit. I'm not eating. I don't, I don't fuck around. I eat home. But you home. know, what's the response? We go buy a bottle of water, get a crack of money. Uh. You know, PCP we don't go pay shit. We don't make nobody pay. Look at PCV water. The motherfucking plastic been sitting and got the, what was it, PVCs or PCVs, whatever the fuck it is. Now, even his name, uh, Michael Moore said, uh, stop sipping bottled water. Michael Moore, a uh, film producer, he's a cracker now. Um, he comes out, he's from Flint, Michigan. And when he did a great, uh, what the fuck's name of this movie? He did a documentary on, um, I think the war in Iraq or something. He did not documentary. Yeah, and what he did show, he he showed that to escape poverty, a lot of individuals were signing up for the military, right? And he was showing mm-hmm. motherfucking how he was like he was like some place in America looked like war zones. One of them is Flint, Michigan, and he went you know show pictures of you know the the the, the landscape and all like God damn right, you would you would think you was in a third world country. That's just right here, mm-hmm. in Flint, Michigan. And what he said was he did the math on it. He said stop sending bottled water. That's you know that's like putting a band aid on a laceration wound. You know what I mean? That's like putting a band aid over uh, open heart surgery. You know what I mean? Motherfucker got his whole chest open. You can see his lungs and everything. You gonna put a band aid on it? Um, no doubt. Bottle. So you gonna send bottled water? Go ahead, sister. I said so. He listening to feet on the ground too, huh? <laughs> 
You know what I mean? <laughs> he probably do. But what he did say, he said, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to send water, the numbers for, for water use, you know, you, you don't really know how much water you use till your water is shut off or it's not accessible. Because we take that shit for granted. I mean, and even if you spend 100,000 bottles of water, they, you know what I'm saying, the motherfucking average person uses about 200 a day. You, you see what I'm saying? And it's a bad day problem. The problem is, and, and shout out to Brother uh, Little, because he posted this, in, uh, uh, he posted a good uh, video and, and the only nigga I noticed who stepped up was, according to Brother Art- uh, a Little's article, was Game, the, the rapper of the Game, donated a million dollars. That's that's powerful because that, that million dollars, I'm pretty sure he ain't no dumb nigga. That, that, that million dollars went to the establishment or the preparation of water treatment. You see what I'm saying? It's not hard to do because, the, like Brother Bourne said earlier, the relationship between geography with Flint and the, the Great Lake region. You see what I'm saying? So... And, and it goes right back to Malcolm X. And I'm saying that because Malcolm X, they asked Malcolm X, Malcolm, how do you feel about the march on Washington and people going to, the, you know, to, 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 to Washington? You know, how do you feel about that? He said, you know, he was plain and simple, you know, logic. He said, a horse can enter a race, and that horse can come so far from losing that you never knew that horse was even in a race. And you had a lot of bourgeois Negroes who was going to the march on Washington, not looking for meaningful results, but just to say that they went. The same thing with the march that Farrakhan had, and it's the same thing with the Flint of Michigan. You just send the fucking water. I don't need to see no pictures. My granny always told me that, baby, you just do your good work. You know what I mean? And those who... Those who tell people about the good work they do in the community get their blessing right there. You know what I mean? That's why you brought it up. You was looking for, you know what I mean? So for individuals, and I, I'm not, you know, criticize. Yeah, I am constructively criticizing those people. You know, just sit in the water. You know, you had individuals like the whole, like the other night, the Amara squad had spent a whole bunch of time talking about if you can't send, you know, some water to that shit. And niggas really getting up there with bragging right. They, they didn't send water to help the people. They sent water to help to help their image as big givers and leaders. You see what I'm saying? Niggas work public relations. It, it, yeah, said it. Who give more to poor people? Yeah, poor people brag about it. They just do it, right? Yup. Only people who want to be shaking hands and taking pictures when they give some are crackers and Jews. <laughs> politicians, nigga, y'all don't be fucking politicians, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's public relations right there. Yo, you so on point, because why? You ain't have to say nothing. You ain't have to say nothing. You ain't have to say nothing. Send that, man. Do what, do what needs to be done, man. Do the right thing, man. That's it. Just do the right thing. Nah, you hate, you hating, brother boy. Stop that hating, man. Now listen, no, listen. Right, check this out because see now, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad to know that. I'm glad to know that. Now I can, I, I, I got something, I got something today because we got family in Louisiana that's getting the same shit. But we, just, I just read the motherfucking, I just read the article, shit. You might want you better start to just say Detroit, Grand Rapids, Holland, Montague, and all this shit. They all fucked up too. I was listening to um 
I was listening to Brother Dawa. He was saying something about they they starting to see other cases. Like he said, somewhere in like upstate Manhattan, saying that they had their water was fucked up too. Finding shit in their water. But I'm sure that shit probably like you said, that's nationwide. Really, start if they really start testing the water, or to the point where you know what I mean, they was really um, checking to see what the fuck in it. It's like he was saying, brother, born the water fucked up. But the levels are where they would qualify them to be drinkable. Even though the shit fucked up on reality, but they like okay, it can have a certain amount of toxins in it and still be drinkable, so that's cool. Exactly. Yeah, it's but like this it. is past that though, and they still let it ride. Still let no doubt. Peace, peace, peace. Oh, peace, peace. 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 brother Yami. Black Power, what's but, going on, brother Yami? Uh, Black Power, I just wanted to say it's a, it's an economic decision. They don't give a damn about people's lives. At, at the bottom line, it's how much money they can save at the end of the day. And, man, that's all it ever is, is an economic decision. And, and I don't see why people don't see why this system is so corrupt. I mean, what is it going to take? A million people dying at one time before we realize it? Mm-hmm. It might. It might. I think motherfuckers already know what the deal is. They just so fucking, you know what I mean? Motherfuckers just so brainwashed and programmed to focus on other shit that they just really, they're not really seeing the seriousness of the actual situation. We're afraid of the consequences of motherfucking reacting properly, man. We're afraid of the consequences of reacting properly. No doubt. I won't even say that. I won't even say that, brother boy. I won't, I won't even say that. I'll say this right here. Organized the, the African in America, first off, the first terrorist in this new age is the white man in America. What I mean by that? The first organized terrorist group was the KKK. Because they're the first terrorist group to have a propaganda video. Listen to the title Birth of a Nation. Mm-hmm. What about the mob, though? What about the mafia, though? I say the mother. Come on, come on. The mob, the mob is capitalist. The mob is the, the mob's the mob's main foundation is money and control. That's different because they answer to the they answer to the pope. They they the dark side of, of, of Catholicism. You see what I'm saying? And they came here as immigrants. Remember that because the British. The Brit when the Catholic Church was, it still isn't power, but the Catholic Church endorsed slavery first. That's a fact. So you had Spaniards and 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 and, and uh, Portuguese who got authority from the church to enslave Africans. During this time, England was in its darkest. England didn't rise to the. You see what I'm saying? To later. And the England, because the England, England wasn't in favor with, 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 with Catholicism. That's why they had to create Protestant church. You see what I'm saying? Frank Luther, Frank Luther split from Catholicism. You see what I'm saying? And it was Jews that influenced him. So what I'm saying is, it's hard. It's like, okay, okay. On one hand, we are the most oppressed people in America because we are at the mercy of terrorists. 
with a government. That's an oxymoron, if any. That's why the mindset of our people is so confused. Because because you're dealing with a you know what I'm saying you're dealing with the terrorist we are in a hypocritical government on one hand they want to on one hand they want to have this image as America being the leader of the free world but the reality of it is it's an oppressive white dominated system you see what I'm saying Holy that's what's unique like okay in France and other places they just won't let your ass in you see what I'm saying see the the, the, the nigga in America like for example. There have been a number, a, a number of cases for brothers and sisters who try to, who are in the process of trying to leave America, and are getting denied. But people don't look at that. The Europeans set up set up customs, for example. This nigga has the audacity to set up a system, you know, called customs. So when you do travel, he's there to ask you, uh, business or personal. See what I'm saying? He wants yeah. to know the relationship that you're doing when you travel. That's very important for us to really understand. And the the most, I mean, China was doing, okay, okay, I'll give you all an example so y'all can see what I'm talking about. Dennis Rodman going to North Korea. Did y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. No cracker was allowed and still ain't allowed to go to North Korea. So the minute he got back, the cracker wanted to know what y'all talk about. What's going on over there? No doubt. That's how America lost to Vietnam. With the brother named Robert Williams. Robert Williams chopping it up with the motherfucking uh, uh, Hoi Minh. What that nigga name is uh, uh Vietnam? Can't think of his name. Ho Chi Minh, right? Ho Chi Minh got him on camera, and there's a cracker politician there. You know how hypocritical I make America look? That the, the Vietnamese, who are supposed to be the third world country, even they have enough common sense to have a, they're politically, they're politically correct, meaning they had a, a nigga, you know, they know that there's two different leaders in America, feel me? They brought on a white motherfucker to represent the white motherfucker, and then they brought on a black person. You see what I'm saying? That's very important for us to really see. So on one hand, you know, so the Vietnamese, like my dad used to say, they used to, that, that shit they showed in, uh, uh, oh, what's the movie? Uh, Dead Presidents? That was real. Propaganda saying black man go home. I remember I got a uh, dread homie. His name is Mr. Marshall. He's from Chicago. He went to Vietnam at 17. He was an a, a, a amphibian. Was was a tech, uh, amphibian? Uh, sub, he rode on the riverboat with the, with the, uh, the, the gunboat. Feel me? Make a long story short, he got ambushed and got shrapnel all in his wound. You know what I mean? And he got found by Vietnamese who let him live. First, he said, Mick, well, you, know what the, you know what them Vietnamese told me? They said, go home. You, your, your, your war is not here. So they lost their war. See what I'm saying? So America has, put, has placed strict policies on American-born Negroes with knowledge to leave the country. You know, how, okay, I can, prove, can you prove it again? Yes. Malcolm X's grandson. Why did the CIA stop him from going to Iran? First off, why did I, why why did the Iranian news give him a whole interview and wasn't rushing him? Why do Iranians want to know the state of black people in America? Because they know in order to defeat America, you're going to have to have the black people on your side in America. See what I'm saying? 
So right now, we're more politically ignorant than we've ever been because we, we even when, like Dr. Clark even said it, during the Harlem Renaissance, they had, Af- they, you know, they had African ambassadors to go to African meetings, world meetings, where they sent representatives and raised money for them. See what I'm saying? You had consciousness in, in New York at that time where you have black people signing up during World War uh, uh, Two to go fight the Italians and was denied. But you had Italian-Americans who was able to go fight on the side of Mussolini. See what I'm saying? Why did America allow Italian immigrants to register for the Italian army when in the public, on camera, they enemy. See what I'm saying? What I'm saying, all I have to say is that on one hand, we want to fight back, but you got to look at since slavery in America, we've been dealing with a terrorist, you know, who wears suits in the daytime and put on their terrorist uniforms at night. See what I'm saying? So we kind of disillusioned on what to do because if it was up front, if we knew, if these crackers wore their KKK uniforms every day, we would know what they are. You see what I'm saying? But our people are caught up in this change of uniform. See what I'm saying? That suit and that tie does wonders for this, this European. Uh, I, understand what you, I understand what you're saying, brother. Mm. I say them motherfuckers been terrorists since they came up out of since they left fucking Europe, dude. They left on some they left on some Al Qaeda missions. That's what they whole shit was, nigga. We taking it to the globe by any means necessary. I would say that they devised a better style of execution and refined they they refined they shit. The, the the longer they was out of Europe and the more people they came in contact with. They was refining their terrorist activity to the point, like you said, they got to the suit and tie. Now this is like the highest level of they shit. Now, niggas, now, now motherfuckers is inviting them to come. They begging them to come. They, they done ran their game so slick, refined it so slick. It's like, damn, we need, we need y'all motherfuckers. They got motherfuckers really thinking that if the U.S. pop up or some European country pop up, they're going to save you and shit when they coming over there to do work. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I met a, I met a relative of uh, Mugabe, and he mm-hmm. said all the young people want Mugabe out because they want all the fine <laughs> things that America has. And Mugabe yeah. saying, look, I've been fighting for y'all. For 60 years, y'all don't want that. But the young people keep wanting America to come in and, and bring uh, Europeanism into the country. Want them to be westernized. Yeah, they want to westernize it. But they, they don't understand what they have to give up to get it. Hmm. By the time they figure it out. America got good commercials. You see the movies that they put out? You see the hip-hop artists? You see how it's shining? You know what I mean? That, I, I, understand, I understand a little bit what you're talking about, Inyami, because um, I got an aide. My aide come by, and he's from Ghana. And, as a matter of fact, I got another homeboy who's from Ghana come by and check me. Another partner from Kenya. But it, all in all, though, that's what they see over there. They see America as some place that's just, like the lifestyle is plus, this is where you need to be. This is the way to be. This is what it is. Everybody.
know what I mean? They, they, they eat it up, and they get here. Well, they, the ones that I know who come here, if they're not already, if they're not somebody who running from Africa, because that's what else I hear a lot, is that a lot of people who get over here really running because of the regime change. And since regime change, they had to leave the country. Is that they're right. not running. They just they come over here, and they just, yo, they get trapped into making this money, thinking that they're doing something well, and they can't go back home. They're like, yo, they be like, yo, they don't want to go back home with nothing. They got, you know, they got to stay here and grind it out. First thing you got to know is that America offers all the things. Why? Say that again, brother. Make a rock. I'm echoing. We got an echo. We got an echo. Somebody just came on the line. Somebody just came on the line. Somebody just came on the line. Your phone. Um. Phone might be doing something bad or something. Now, somebody sound like they're moving. Now, I gotta go through and check everybody's line. Yeah, I hear it go fan up. But um, what I said was America harbors all traitors. Can I prove that? Yeah. A good topic we should have for a previous show in the future is the role of penal colonies in the establishment of white supremacy. Let's look at let's examine let's examine Australia. Australia was a penal colony for crackers. Just focus on this for a minute. England is the first European nation to institute a debtor's prison, meaning where you can actually be locked up for failure to pay for a debt, right? Now, let's examine the nature of criminality in England. First off, this shit had to be very bad because did anybody know what Australia is compared to where the fuck England is? Yes. Why okay. would now? Why would English? Why would the English put so many resources to displacing their social the 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 trash of England? You see what I'm saying? These had to be the most criminalistic motherfucking crackers that other crackers couldn't even deal with. These crackers were so savage with their criminality that they had to pack them crackers on a boat and send their ass to Australia. And, and, you know, their first purpose was to get their ass out of England. <laughs> they later they later learned that they were, you know, they, they benefited from them in those colonies because they, were, they always had the answer at home. You see what I'm saying? Meaning uh, the, the bastard of England trapped in Australia will fight the Aborigine harder because he had nothing to go home to in England. Am I making sense? Yeah, he yeah, became a wealthy man saying. there, just like how they did it here. You know what I'm saying? And that would be a good asset, because if I'm there, you really want to fight for your home country, but you know you can't go back, so you're going to do whatever you whatever you can to look at least good in their eyes. It's the same thing that happened during the Crusades. With... Um, Look, I'm going by the correct interpretation of the Crusades. When Dr. Clark said that the Crusades was created to stop the people to stop the people from destroying the church because the church had been pipping them for so long. See what I'm saying? And the main thing was that if they were to go back and to liberate Jerusalem, that they could correct their status. 
or they can have a status change. I'm going to use that word because it fits this discussion in history. What do you mean by that, Maker Up? Meaning you could be a serf. You could be a serf and go to the Crusades. And if you were successful, you could come back a duke or lord. You could come back with a status change. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that the, duke, the, duke, the dukes and the lords and the sirs who went to the Crusades, those that weren't, uh, 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 that, those that didn't have integrity or failed at their war strategies, they got denoted in status. You know what I'm saying? All of this, see, we have to understand that the success that Europeans have in slavery is due to their feudalistic system that been put in place where they practice slavery on one another for a thousand years. Yeah, I was gonna say that they perfected it in their homeland first. Right. So when they came to us, all they did was use their system and apply color to it. See what I'm saying? Right. So America is a nation of we can call America the bastards of Europe. I say that's real. That's why I hear all those the children all of whores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this is why the ancient African put a social system put in place where the lineage comes from the mother. I'll give you an example. If you was a king and you having a war campaign. And you have concubines, because the king does have needs, and they must be satisfied when the queen is not there, right? If those concubines or servants get pregnant, we, we're not going to say that there's a new heir to the throne, right? I don't know. No. But if the queen is pregnant, that's you see what I'm saying? There's only one person hitting the queen, right? So in order for any any kingdom, any monarchy to stay in place, it's not really the, the, the backbone. The, the, it's really placed upon the queen. You see what I'm saying? Because the queen gives the integrity to whatever uh, 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 dynasty it is. I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm going to have to wrap it up more. Yeah. What I'm saying is... She got to birth the child. She got to bring the new heir in. So she's, a, she's uh, held at one of the highest levels. That's why... Okay, okay, okay. This is why the English are so successful. All English queens outlived the kings. King Lionheart, mama, she outlived the daddy and the majority of her sons. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The bitch still living now. See what I'm saying? <laughs> no one asked the question, who's going to be the next month? You see what I'm saying? Who's going to be next in power? See, this is what this uh, See, when you have... When you have I've, I've noticed this in my studies when studying uh, monarchies. When you have a king and queen who live long lives and have a lot of heirs to the throne, you get a lot of competition put in place. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what that's what they, that's how England fucked up right now because they don't got no women. They didn't have no daughters. They didn't have no daughters. Charles was the Charles was the son. They don't have no. They don't have no. She didn't have no motherfucking daughters. So now he got sons. They didn't kill Diana because Diana yeah. had more spunk to be queen than this than this new bitch that the prince married. See what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. The only problem with Diana was that she was marrying, she was new money. Mm-hmm. She was marrying into a bloodline. See what I'm saying? 
So this is something we need to, we need to keep in mind. So a lot of people don't know the history of Europeans. All Europeans aren't equal. Talk about, you know, we in America, have you really ever heard a discussion with American native crackers here bigging up or talking about going back to Europe? Hmm. Oh, wait. Why Why do you think they fight so hard? Why, why did the Native Americans suffer at the hands of the cracker? Why was the cracker fighting them so hard? Why did this thing go back home? Anybody else would say, fuck it, these motherfuckers is tenacious. I'd rather fuck it, fuck it, let's go back home. These niggas, right? He had nothing to go back home to. He wasn't even wanted by his own people. As they wanted, yeah, exactly. They were criminals. They were low lives. They were dirtbags, murderers, rapists. You know, my father. These caveats. That's why I love Fidel Castro. Because in essence, he did the same thing Europeans did, except he didn't want shit coming back. He did it purposely. When he sent all those refugees to Florida, he said, I'm flushing the toilets of Cuba on America. He said the low life of Cuba, you know what I mean? And he mm-hmm. did it right. He did it right because he just, fuck, you know, why get these motherfuckers life? Well, first life, you know, motherfuckers spending life in the institution, that's a European-American kind of term. I think all third, even third world countries, even in Jamaica, I think murder is just 20 years, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. He said, I'm going to send, I'm going to flush my trash on my enemies. Because even though they trash, even though... They were uh, 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 corrupt because, remember, corruption represents the fallacy in the government system. You see what I'm saying? The first prisoners in any so-called institution, if, if, there's a, if there's a government that creates an institution that locks up offenders, all the first offenders are politically offenders. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when they get in power, they can institute rules, but the first prisoners... Any nation, if we just took over a nation, we won't have to imprison the, 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 the sellouts. You see what I'm saying? Those who are still upholding to the ideology that was before us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Why? Because yeah. they would resurface that bullshit. Like when Idi yeah. Amin came to power. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what happened to Nkrumah. Russia mm-hmm. wanted Nkrumah to do that in Ghana, and he wouldn't do it. He tried to do it late, too late. It was too late in the end of the game. And the people he, did, he didn't take care of is the one through a lot of power. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to deal with them early on. Mm-hmm. What's your name, brother? Who, the brother who's talking right there? It's Brother Inyame. How you doing, Brother Inyame? Yeah, you're right about that. I just want to put that out there, you know. Yeah. Uh, Russia would have gave Nkuma all the weapons he wanted, but he, he wouldn't. I mean, I know he was just a good-hearted dude, but, I mean, in the end of the day, those same people kicked him out of the country. Mm-hmm. He's already kicking in with Baba Clark. Baba Clark already dropped the jewels on him, so he's already well-schooled on fucking with that year. Yeah, yeah, See, one of the things the British learned the British are master linguists. 
And I don't mean that meaning that they stay, meaning they're the first double talkers. I take that back. Jews were. Well, who who do you think talked to Jews? I mean, who do who you think who, uh, uh, taught the English? The Jews taught the English. You know what I'm saying? There's a strong relationship between the Jews in England, for example, because the Jews helped create the England as we know now. But when they facilitated the intellectual growth of Martin Luther, you see what I'm saying? When they created Protestant, Anglo-Protestant schools. And when World War I, when World War I came, and the English was losing to Germany. This is not this before Hitler. Uh, the Russian leaders was called uh, czars, and I think the Germans was uh, uh, Kaisers, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the World War War Germans, they had a, a spiked helmet, right? If I'm not mistaken. And it, there's this church warfare. Now, the British was losing because the Germans surrounded, because fucking England's, England's an island. I'll go as far as to say England technically is not a part of fucking Europe because it don't, it's not within the confines of the, 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 the geography. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's an island outside of Europe. And, and anybody got to do is put up a map and prove me, you know what I mean? So all Germany did was surround their ass because everything... Uh, England has is imported because they're an island, and they were bombing. They, they couldn't. They didn't get no food. They was bombing them at night. They they, they were surrounded. They surrounded them with U-boats and was using uh, a fighter planes to drop bombs on them day and night. Not one bullet was shot in Germany. England was finna surrender. And you know what happened? The English got a phone call from some American Jews in America. They said, if we can uh, if we can get America involved in this war, do you think you can aid us in uh, getting a free state for Jews? England's back being against the wall, they had no choice but to say, okay. And overnight, in America, Jewish film producers started creating movies or propaganda on the Germans. Everything from them being baby eaters to cannibals. Sounds familiar, right? They even had American actors dressing up in German uniforms. Same like Birth of a Nation scenario. That brought the attention of the American people. How dare this motherfucker attack our British cousins. Overnight, America, for the first time, being a free trade country, why didn't they get their nose in any of the affairs of the world war? Because prior, because they were the criminals and savages of England. They were disgraced by England. Now they had their free state. Fuck y'all, right? The only people who brought them back into detention was the Jews. So the Germany lost that war. Now, when Hitler came to power, when you come to power, you get secret documents. And you can tell when Hitler got these secret documents because if you notice, when he came to power, he was more or less so touching pan-Germanism. 
right? We need to establish Germany the way it was before. And when he got a hold of them documents, he said, oh, okay. And he didn't just start killing Jews at first. He exposed their betrayal to other Germans, feel me? They're the reason we lost. He humiliated them. Those Jews that saw it coming, sticked, you know, left. Those defiant, arrogant Jews stayed. They could, you know, they could win them over, right? So it was a process of first uh, uh, exposing the motherfuckers. Then it was uh, 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 me, You know, we, it's a hands-off policy with the motherfuckers. And then when they had the Adasi to stay, then he went into his... Uh, "Quote unquote plan." Now I'm not bringing up numbers because we don't know if it's six or six million, like John Henry Clark said. But that was the whole intention why he went in on the Jews. You know what I'm saying? Now, who else is in Germany at this time who was Jewish? Albert Einstein. When they talk about Albert Einstein, they almost leave him out that whole era. Now it's the area which he comes from, right? He's proof that whoever wins the war gets to keep the evil genius. He started, he left before the shit even, you know, the concert, before it really got ugly, you know what I mean? I'm saying all that to say, we should be very mindful of the relationship, the historical relationships between these people. And when we study, we'll see that this is the first time in their history that they've all been able to live in one place and get along. And the only reason that that's possible is because they have an escape goat that their savagery can point at. So meaning, if America does survive another 300 years, I doubt that, they will never get rid of black people. Because black people in America are the reason white folks get along so well. Am I making sense? Yeah. So when poor white folks get mad, they, they never get mad that they rich cousins who's <laughs> keeping them out of power. They have a, you know what I mean? Yeah, they got a collective enemy. We could collectively gang up on them right. and get rid of our frustrations. So anything that go on against them is good. We see, you know what I mean? We we see that on the on the regular. You see, right. that's how they act when you see, uh, you see shit like uh, they raising so much money for this cracker who done killed this motherfucking bitch. Uh, 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 who assassinated this innocent African. You know what I'm saying? Or that innocent African. They raising so much money so quick. And, you know, that's, that just show collectively. It don't matter. They be redneck crackers, Irish, Polish, Italian, German. We don't give a fuck. We all crackers together. And damn that. We don't care about niggas. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why they hated Huey Newton so much, because he was galvanizing everybody. What do you think the propaganda machine is pointed right now? What is the propaganda machine? Yeah, in America. Jews are running this shit right now, bro. Oh, so uh, uh, Barack has done more for the politi- for the political agenda of Jews. In, a, in this eight years, and they've been able to do since they got that that, that state of Israel in the 50s. You know what I'm saying? The state of Israel 
now exceeds, go on the map, Google map, type in, you know, Israel now, not ancient Israel, because there never was one. Look at Israel now. This one got Gaddafi killed. Gaddafi was seeing this Jewish takeover. Gaddafi, Gaddafi did his coup, and he came to power in Libya, I think, in the 60s, late 70s, or early 70s, right? Yeah. Now, the West Bank was separate from Israel. So it was Jordan. Israel now got all of that. These fucking Yahudis, that's the Arabic word for, for Jew. These Yahudis, because no, the J word, that's the J never existed until the late 1600s. You know what I'm saying? So they was called Yahoos, Yahudis. Yah- the Yahoods, these motherfuckers are now in Egypt. That, that, that whole political fallout in Egypt, that riots, they created that. They stimulated that, right? And in Libya. Yeah, I was going to say that. We we get, we had a revolutionary leader down here in Dallas named um, Bendele Tiyimba. And uh, he was um, coming against America for going into Libya. And I mean, six months later, the man ended up dead. Now, they said he died of natural causes. But, you know, he was saying that this... Niggas talk economics and talk money in America and will fool you because America's been doing business with monopoly money for the past 40 years. Meaning they've been giving countries like, especially Libya, paper money that ain't backed by shit and getting oil. And the only reason they're giving them monopoly money is really guns and bullets. You know what I'm saying? But they want to tell you about the connection between uh, 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 Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi. Both Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi was trying to change the money system, meaning they was tired of trading their oil for free money. Here it is, I'm trading. I'm giving you millions of gallons of oil for millions of dollars of, do- of dollars that lose value the minute I get it. It's like buying a car. It's like, if you notice, when you buy any American car brand new, the minute you drive up the lot, it loses value. Y'all know that, right? Hell yeah. That's why you see niggas driving foreign cars, because they, they hold value up. Feel me? The minute you drive off the lot with a domesticated, created car, it loses value. Unless it's like a, 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 a special edition type shit. You know, a, 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 what's the word? A, 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 Limited edition. A limited edition Mustang or something. One of them, uh, uh, uh what's the fucking, uh, there's a, uh, say again, a, like a, a Shelby a GT Mustang, you know what I'm saying? There's only a few made, you know what I mean? So that's the value, the value placed on it is based on them being a limit. There's not that many manufacturers, so it's rare, you see what I'm saying? That's why it's high in value. See, we've been miseducated and misinformed about what value is and how value ties in to the economy. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, Gaddafi, when they when they raided Gaddafi, Gaddafi had what, about forty billion dollars in gold. England had double that, but England had eight times the population. See what I'm saying? England, there's only a few nations, European nations, that's that's pushing this gold. 
Greece, it's funny because America talked their shit about Greece being the first civilization when the European Union bankrupt Greece. You know what I'm saying? Because Greece's economy ain't based on gold. It's based on the money that they give them. But you would think that, you know, on one hand, like, I'll, I'll be bringing these points up because these Moors, these, these people who kick that paperwork shit, on one hand, they know so much about it, but why they can't use it for political and social contexts like this discussion right now? You see what I'm saying? Well, that paper, because that paperwork ain't on me shit. Right, because it only exists on the paper, on not the paper. in the real world. <laughs> exactly, that ain't real world shit. <laughs> how how can you sentence a man t- to life in prison unless that that man agrees to that name on that paper on that sentence, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's you know to answer that brother's question. The Jews are running things right now. Um, Obama's the first sem- semitic president, and Bernie Sanders would like to be the first official. If you notice, the only people, the only white people who supported us in the civil rights were white minorities. Y'all notice that? Bernie Sanders is a Jewish Democratic not a, a, a runner for the presidency. And to get you to, you know, look at his record in terms of how he appeals to us, is he's going to bring up, he was strongly involved in the civil rights movement. The only crackers who was involved in the civil rights movement were white minorities. Y'all didn't ever, y'all peep that out? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I knew that. No wasp. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, no Jews are white minority. So yeah. are the Irish, too. Yeah. The Irish try to get off. They was they they was being down with the the Irish start being with the cops. I'm gonna beat your head in. And they have killed enough Africans on this soil to get that wasp card. The um Irish, the crackers that call themselves Irish, along with those that call themselves Italians, along with those that call themselves Germans. Okay. And what's crazy is I mean that's an oxymoron. Because it was the it was the Catholic Church that it, that they gave the Irish the power that the wasps wouldn't give them. You can never like for example, English politics is real trivial. You'll see just how like wow, because England's an island, and next to that island you have Scotland and you have Ireland, right? The Scots get more prestige than the British do. Because the, the Scots, to my knowledge, if I'm not mistaken, somebody probably can correct me. The Scots have a a, 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 a a language. That okay, I'll give y'all an example. Um, what was the movie card that came out? G.I. Joe, the first one, with uh, 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 Marlon Wayans. Uh huh. Oh, I don't know. They took yeah, that mythology. Y'all know the mythology. The Scottish. Weapon manufacturer who sells guns to both sides, who was caught by his own people, and his punishment was that they took a hot flaming mask, a metal mask, and put it on him. That's true. Y'all saw that same shit in that Leonardo DiCaprio movie? But when Marlon Wayans, who was a pilot, 
and they had a secret jet. And this black pilot, he was, he was, but it had voice commands, and the voice commands was all in Scottish. So showing you that Scottish right, you know what I mean? So he he he's trying to destroy the missile that may hit the planet. I mean, hit uh, what the fuck? Wait, hit uh, the Eiffel Tower, or somewhere in England, or somewhere in Europe. And he's looking for the controls to fire, and his voice command is Scottish. So yeah, you see, the Scots get more. The Scots wear the quilts, the bagpipes. On the other side of the island is the Irish. You could be Irish and you can be white, but you cannot be both. Yeah. It's a good book called "When the Irish Became White." There's a reason why they got red hair and freckles. And notice those freckles is melanin. Now, a lot of people don't even know this. During the Moorish influence in Spain, not the Moorish science temple, the Moors of history, one of their colonies was Ireland. There's a history there. But if you notice, uh, when JFK... Um, his whole the whole position of him was he was a white minority. He was the first white minority. He was a Irish Catholic. Notice the Catholics supported the Irish because of the uh, 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 oppression that the British did to the Irish. So, for example, the Irish had to allow by force the like Britain would come over and would take land. And we have for grazing their cattle. Like, like, do research on that potato famine. You see what I'm saying? Why did the British do their cousins like that? You know what I mean? And the Irish would have never gained the status that they have now in England. They only got high status now in America. That's, that's the whole history behind the baseball rivalry with the Boston Red Sox, who are the, who are the Irish. And the Italian, uh, the New York Giants, which is the Italians. You know what I'm saying? Both are white minorities. Yankees, man. You will never hear an Italian brag about his whiteness because of the geography. They they too, they too close to the Mediterranean. They can never get in the argument between a French and Englishman and a Russian about race. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm so curious when we did a show why Hitler had a fascination with Mussolini. It was strictly historical because the uh, Caesar, you see what I'm saying? Coming out of Italy and so forth, coming out of Rome, and you wonder, you know, the Europeans right now, they would like to establish an empire that lasts a thousand years. That was the whole purpose behind the uh, Third Reich. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying the Jews running things because all of their background, philosophy, all their historical foundation, like Walter Williams said, the Europeans are the only people who don't know a history of themselves. So that they go into history asking a question, where did I come from? And the void that fills that gap is religion. That's where the Jews come in. See what I'm saying? So I hope I answered that brother's question. Yeah, yeah, you did a good job. Yeah, I believe so. 
in Slaughterhouse Saturday. It's open line tonight, so anything that you got on your mind, please, family, add on to the conversation. Like I said, it's open line tonight. Brother Mickey Rogerson is giving us a nice history lesson. We class, hope y'all had y'all pens and pads out. If not, I hope you take good mental notes. I tell you what, as a people, we got to get better with our propaganda. We got to become more sophisticated. Mm. Totally agree. I think we should become more selfish with our propaganda. African culture has been an open-door policy, meaning we allow anybody, you know, we, 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 our problem, it's not a problem. It's only a problem now because we're dealing in unhumane times, because we're dealing with, you know, unhuman people to some extent. But like Dr. Clark said, our humanity is the only weakness we have. Because we have a sentimental attachment and a, and a fascination with other people's culture, you know what I mean? And we've allowed, like for example, I know when I was younger, I've noticed this. I noticed, like, I'm in California, right? So every ethnic group had a a club. The Asians had they, the Asians club, you know, the Mexican club, and so forth, the white and the black. And I noticed that when, like, I remember I was walking, you know, I walked into the auditorium, and the Asians were having their meetings. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. You know, I'm not Asian. It don't fit me. Let me get up out of here. I apologize for interrupting. Now, I noticed that when we had our meetings, we never got that same respect. In fact, you have Mexicans, whites, who will want to come in and will get upset if we don't allow them. Being respectful. Hey, uh, you know, this is the Black Student Union meeting. Only for black students. What are you saying? We can't come in? Yeah. The blacks are having a meeting. The blacks are having a meeting. Won't let nobody else in. You see what I'm saying? They feel left out. That's influence. Why would you be, why would you want to go to a meeting with society's second-class citizens? You see what I'm saying? Why would you, why do you feel left out if you empower? Are you empowered? Because one thing we have is influence. Yeah. And so if he and ain't all in there, he can't influence you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Brother Boy. Mm-hmm. Tell him about yeah, that influence. Because if he ain't in there, he can't influence you. That's, that's his main, you know what I'm saying? That's that, that's that main power. And he got to know what you're in there doing. That's what that's what they hate. They, you know what I mean? They hate not to know that you got, you know, they know you got something going on and they not involved. You ain't include me? Oh, man, that's a problem. That's how guilty people behave. Yeah, because they know they did something wrong, and, they, and they're afraid you're in there discussing it and trying to figure out how you're going to goddamn kick their ass. Mm-hmm. And you, one of the things is, is pan-Africanism. That belongs to us. Who was mm-hmm. talking human rights on a global level? And treating people without exploiting people on a global level. It was Africans. That belongs to us. Now you got the humanists, the feminists, everybody else, the the homosexual communities. Yeah. 
Everybody done jumped on our back, right? Everybody then jumped on it, and we, and now all of a sudden we're, we're universal beings. We aboriginal to everywhere on the planet. We abandon what belongs to us. We we got to learn to to uphold what our ancestors have left us. It's just like hip hop. I always bring that up. You know, we are giving up. Oh, that's too old. We need something new, and then somebody else will take it and make it a classic, mm-hmm. like rock and roll. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing, dog, big bro. This is what I was saying about, you know what I'm saying, the white power structure refining its methods. They've came up with psychological warfare to make us give them our most valuable assets and to make us think that the shit don't have no value, even though those are our tools for liberation. I see. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was listening to one of Maddox's old... Um, when his old lectures, he was like, he read in the damn, uh, what was it, uh, the Wall Street Journal, white people trying to uh, take over Kwanzaa because he said the business of America is business. So what they do is go around the world um, controlling and dominating, rigging other people's markets of value. To the point where, nigga, if you don't play the game by the way we set it up, you're not going to play. And, and, and if that ain't enough to coerce you into following suit, we might have to, you know what I mean? We might have to throw a couple elbows in the paint on you. Mm-hmm. But the main, but I would say the main um, um, element that they use is they um infiltrate your groups with fucking sellout ass, you know what I'm saying, members of your clan. And this is why the motherfucking money could never be the answer to no uh revo- black revolution because exactly. the money the money causes dissension within the group. That's what that currency is 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 a, is a control mechanism. It's always that's, that's, that's real colonialism. That, that's neo-colonialism. Yeah. You just described it, yeah. Mm. And like you were saying, motherfuckers is giving. They start peeping it out with Hussein and and Gaddafi. Like we giving these motherfuckers hard commodities, valuable commodities for a paper currency promissory note. Like what the fuck? They got hip to the game and was like, "Nah, we done with that shit." We done with that shit. Now we just operating on straight gold and silver. If you ain't got that, we ain't fucking with you. And they was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, I got you. Niggas went to the war chest. And the war chest, the first thing they did, propaganda. Oh, Gaddafi's killing his people. He murdering innocent women and babies and da-da-da. The whole shit. First they got to be When when have they ever gave a damn about that? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And these are the masters of this shit. <laughs> Fuck you talking about Kadak, what he did. Nigga, what, what you doing? You know what I'm when saying? You that, when you hear that, Griff, that means that they got resources. They worth, they're worth conquering. No doubt. We hear that all the time. That's the same thing we hear about every nation that got natural resources, right? No question. Whoever's in power, it's killing their people, 
And we're going to have to come save y'all from yourself. You see? had his oil nationalized. So every Iraqi at the end of the year got a fat check from the oil profits. Mm-hmm. They got a subs- subsidy, the subsidized check. Now, they I had socialism on a certain level, by the way. Oh, yeah. Now, say that again, That's Coach Kameen. Say what you just said again. Yeah, don't be afraid to use socialism. Ain't nothing wrong with that word. No, say say what you just said again, Say When he was in okay. power, every citizen of Iraq uh-huh. got a nice fact check yearly because the oil, he nationalized it. He made it no the doubt, oil of the people. So everybody the profits, right. right, even though he might have got a large, the, most, the biggest share, everybody got a fat check. Everybody ate. We can't even get clean drinking water to our children in Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's a catch-22 to this shit, too. Um, the European, first off, the thorn that's been in their side, the main organization that put the, the European in the dark ages was Islam. The longest-going Islamic government was the Ottoman Empire. When the Ottoman Empire fell after World War One, and the last pact or the last nation that the Ottomans were supporting, and, and I find this, you know, kind of fascinating, it was called the Hungarian Ottoman Empire. So it was Germany in World War One. It was Germany, Hungary, and the Ottoman Empire against Russia, England, France, and America. Now, if you if you do the time frame, when I do the time frame, the Industrial Revolution is taking place at the same time. Those, meaning Industrial Revolution is going uh, towards less manpower and more mechanical power, the steam engine, uh, the engine period cars, uh, tanks, you know, uh, World War One was a bullet war. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was bullets and uh, artillery strikes and so forth, right? When, like I was saying earlier, after the Jews brought the Americans in and they lost, this is where, this is where that uh, English ling- uh, linguists come in. They split up the Ottoman Empire among themselves. Well, really, England got most of the shit because England was the only one that could deal with the politics of trying to coerce these people. See what I'm saying? When they got over there, that's when they learned about the oil. So what I'm saying is, had the Ottoman Empire had held their mud, the, the Europeans would have not got access to all these oil reserves that they have today. Now, even Gaddafi, I mean, not Gaddafi, uh, 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 Osama bin Laden, they, they created him and put him in power. Gaddafi, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Osama bin Laden's uncle. They created Iran, too. In Iran, right. His dad, I mean, his uncle was 
an overseer leader of Palestine. When Hitler was killing Jews, Aradon was running Palestine. He had a good relationship with Saddam Hussein's uncle. He was called the Black Mufti because he wore a black uh, a turban. Uh, Hitler told him, if you send any of them motherfuckers back, I would glad you pay, pay you. And did. And the minute that Hitler got, uh, well, he killed himself when, when the Third Reich fell. And they started focusing on Japan. He, he went from Palestine to Iraq. What was funny was when he made that move, his nephew, who was an aspiring uh, military, you know, I think he was uh, moving up in the ranks. His name was Saddam Hussein. And he wanted to be just like his uncle. You see what I'm saying? Now, I played this uh, uh, clip from this uh, retired CIA agent. He was saying that America is the largest consumer of fossil fuels on the planet. And that any any army that stands today has to have oil. And he was saying that the the, the largest reserve of oil deposits in the world is a, uh, Saudi Arabia. The second deposit of oil in the world is Iraq. Now the leader, the Iraqi leader at that time, was pissed off. Because the, the English was getting, you know, they, they weren't sharing the wealth, redistributing the wealth. So the English asked President Trump, I think it was, uh, not Trump, not President Trump, my bad. Uh, Dwight Howard, Dwight E, Dwight, uh, what's his name, D-Day, the, 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 the uh, one who told us about the military industrial complex. Eisenhower. Eisenhower. He was real handling, brought the CIA in. They infiltrated Iraq and created another leader who surpassed the one they had a problem with. He, in return, ended up leading to the rise of Saddam Hussein. The CIA said this will eventually lead to blowback. And he was their ally. Donald Rumsfeld, take a picture one. He was their ally until he invaded Kuwait. Why did Saddam Hussein invade Kuwait? Why did he have a problem with the Saudi royal family? First off, when did the Saudi royal family come into being? Them niggas was fucking savages in the desert. And why did they have, after they didn't have no royal monarchy when the Ottoman Empire was created, they got their monarchy from the Queen of England. My man, y'all, y'all see what I'm saying? When he invaded that country, Kuwait, the Saudi Arabians didn't call other Islamic nations or Muslim nations. The motherfuckers called in uh, the Americans. Matter of fact, let me let this cracker explain it right here. He can explain better than I am. Listen to this shit. There she is. That's what all the fuss is about. Oil. Kind of pretty, isn't it? Oil. Coming up out of the ground that make life a bit more easy for all of us. The United States is the world's largest consumer of fossil fuels. Oil is what drives the military machine of every country. That is, it provides the fuel for the aircraft, for the ships, for the tanks, for the trucks. Control of oil is indispensable. When you run out of it, your army stops. There is a direct connection between events that happened more than 50 years ago and the war in Iraq today. In 1953, the Prime Minister of Iran, Mohammad Mossadegh, became extremely irritated 
country's national resources, he wanted a greater share in it. The British came to the new President Eisenhower and asked for help on this. Eisenhower very conveniently declared Mossadegh to be a communist, and we then sent the CIA to uh, overthrow him. Three days of bloody rioting, culminating in a military coup. The result was we brought the Shah to power, and he created an extremely repressive regime that within 20 years had led to a revolution against him. The Ayatollah Khomeini creates a government that is violently anti-American. Khomeini said, quote, I pray to God to cut the hands off all those foreign advisors. In the after-action report by the CIA on what they had done in Iran in 1953, they said, we're going to get some blowback from this. We then made a puppet out of Saddam Hussein in Iraq, who was a friend of ours. He was an asset in the CIA's computers. We did so because he was anti-Iranian. He was very fearful that the revolution in Iran would spread into his country. He therefore went to war with Iran. The war was extremely bloody, went on throughout the 1980s. Unfortunately for Saddam Hussein, he began to lose the war. At that point, in comes the United States in the form of Donald Rumsfeld, sent to Saddam Hussein by President Reagan to tell him, we will supply you with intelligence, we will supply you with the weapons you may need through covert means. It is why cynics in Washington say, we know Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, we have the receipts. Mm. This is what we mean by blowback. He remained a friend of ours right up to his invasion in the summer of 1990 of Kuwait. We became alarmed when he invaded Kuwait that he could also go on and invade Saudi Arabia itself. The largest reserves of oil on Earth. We stationed troops in Saudi Arabia. It was a mistake in every sense of the term. Remember, Osama bin Laden had said, I resent the government of Saudi Arabia for using Americans to defend Saudi Arabia against Iraq. At that point, we began to fear that we were going to lose our position in Saudi Arabia. Well, the second largest source of proven reserves on Earth are in Iraq. This leads us now to demonize our previous ally and to prepare the American public for the thought that we must take him out. Black Power. Black Power. So, you know, another alphabet group we need to really look at is the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, and the role that they play in um, furthering American propaganda through divisive means. You don't go into a country with your army. That's not the first thing you bring in. You bring in your politicians first, your prime ministers. When they get a good rapport with the people, you then bring in your anthropologists to assess the culture. You bring in your geographers to map the land. You bring in your uh, uh, social uh, 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 socialist, not not socialist. Uh, 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 social engineers. Yeah, yeah. You bring them in, right, to see who you know the different ethnic groups. Who's the main ethnic group? Who has a problem with the ethnic group? Can we use the frustrations of those people who are not? on the same level as the dominant group to our advantage. You see what I'm saying? So they'll go there and they'll find out, okay, there's three main ethnic groups. I'm using an example. There's three main ethnic groups. The most dominant has been in power the longest. The second one is uh, doing well, but the third one is just being oppressed. 
okay, well, we're going to enlighten and help big up the third, the, the, the most low, you know what I mean? So that they call civil uh, disarray within, you know what I mean? Divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Like the same thing in Ghana, where you got, and my little brother, uh, my little brother, he, he's, a, he's a Jehovah Witness. He's been wrong. He's going to go to Africa. I talked to him on the phone. I let him know, you know why they're using you right over there, right? Your, you, you, your dark skin is, you know, very convenient in sending their message to your people. See what I'm saying? He started laughing when I said that, right? But they have a whole plethora from the Mormons to Catholics all there. You see what I'm saying? What's the role? To infiltrate the majority of the indigenous people there to accept their philosophy. If, if they accept their philosophy, then they, because they control their culture now, because their culture is, is now in line with Eurocentrics, they can control the morality of the people, therefore really controlling them. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Walter Williams said it best. If they're speaking English over there, any country in the world, if they're speaking English, Christianity's there. And um, something else I'd like to add to that that I found out recently, which was fascinating, is how the CIA also uses the apparatus of media to infiltrate countries and to bring about um, the stability. You know, um, they go as far as having dummy companies to buy newspapers and television stations Throughout the world. Oh, absolutely! They learned that in the fifties. How effective that is. Mhm. And then to tie in something else, big. If you go look at the French documentary on Idi Amin. Now, Idi Amin is in Uganda, right? Mm-hmm. Tying this in the Flint. Why did Idi Amin over and over and over say that the Jews are going to poison the Nile? And why did he, you know, why was he looked upon as being a crazy madman for saying that? You, you see what I'm saying? Amos Wilson says, when you're a nation and you see yourself as a nation, you don't chase conspiracies. You judge capability and intention. Do they have, do they have the capability of executing it? And then they, and if they do, they intend to execute. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I'm piggybacking off what Scamia said with the media. Now, why did that Palestinian hijacked plane? Why did it land in Uganda? Out of all the, you see what I'm saying? If y'all familiar with that history, some Palestinians hijacked an Israeli airplane. They landed the airplane, you know, these were Pakistani, I mean, uh, 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 these were uh, 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 Palestinian, you would call them uh, terrorists if you want to, Palestinian, I'm calling Palestinian mercenaries, right, who hijacked an Israeli plane for the hostages. Why did he land in Uganda? That incident is what led to him being the world turning on him. You see what I'm saying? They had no... They knew nothing about him, really. Mm-hmm. He's just an African leader in the African country. As long as he stay in Africa, he's all right. You see what I'm saying? 
But when he get to talking about him having breakfast with the prime minister of Israel and tanks, listen to Idi Amin. Idi Amin was cold, right? Why did he, you know, he kicked out the, the Jews, I mean the Asians, kicked out the Jews and turned the Israeli embassy into a Palestinian embassy. What I'm saying is that was advice by the CIA to land that plane there. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. This are the all look look where Uganda is and look where Israel is. He could have landed that plane in Egypt. Mm-hmm. He could have landed it in Libya. He could have landed it in Pakistan. All these Muslim countries, why did he go to Uganda? Why did they go to Uganda? What did Uganda say? They are welcome here. If they want to come, we will greet them. He talking about the Palestinians. They have an embassy here. He was so pro-Israel at that time in the 70s that other African nations didn't see his convictions and know where he was coming from. That man knew. He learned a lot. You know, he tell you he was kidnapped as a young boy. And then look, look, look where the British took him. The British were kidnapping Ugandan children to send them to fight in Burma. Y'all know where Burma is, right? India. Yeah. By Cambodia, Asia. Yeah, Southeast. That's why I love Hitler, because Hitler had an all-white army. He wasn't boasting about, I'm the top cracker on the planet and have a slave army that are black. Feel me? Hell no. His private security, his secret police, his German army was all white. No one has seen the, the mass of that type of since the, the, the Greeks. You, you understand the point I'm making? The, the, the English have been successful and the French. The French legionnaires were armies composed of slaves. They even came out with, with that program on the History Channel. The legionnaires is a French, you know, but when, you, when, they, when they broke the legionnaires down, it was African Arab, you see what I'm saying? They were all mixed up. So they have a long history. They got that shit from the Romans. The best way to earn your freedom was if you fought in they, you know what I mean? If you fought in the army, same shit now. You want to escape poverty? Look at the million-dollar army commercials. They're appealing to you in every way. They got a football. Do you want to play football? You ain't got to go to the army. You ain't got to go to the war. You can still be in the army and play football if you want to. So this whole, the propaganda they're putting in place is very universal. But it's not new. You say uh, Christianity came in, <clears throat> Brother Menke Rock. You oh, basically sure. saying, you know what I'm saying? You basically saying, you know what I'm saying? Uh, simultaneous with, 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 with pretty much religion is, you know what I mean? That's a part of they. That's a part of military. I would categorize it as a part of military. Hell yeah! You ever see the structure of the Catholic Church? <laughs> no doubt. Right? Say again. Archbishops, you know what I mean? Father priests, you know what I mean? Yeah. The four star general is the Pope. Or the, no, no. 
Black Pope, my bad. See, the white Pope is used, you know, for public affairs. He's, you know, seen shaking hands, going to nation to nation, um, kissing babies, holding babies, you know what I'm saying? The military arm of the Catholic Church, which is Jesuits, is ran by the black Pope. That's quote-unquote, that's, the crackers would say he's the most powerful cracker in the world. And the Pope even backed that up. The Pope said that Catholicism runs, the, the, the Pope's the most powerful person on the planet through military campaigns. That's like, wow. So that was your real agenda. I've been watching a lot of Chinese. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it was the Roman Catholic Church that signed the edict for, was it Spain and Portugal to reduce all infidels to servitude? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a motherfucking military declaration right there. That's yeah. the Pope doing that. I mean, that's the Catholic Church doing that shit. Basically, go out and conquer all nations outside of the Catholic Church. Militarily. Mm-hmm. They they looking like they priests, monks, but they co op they they co op. They really there to obsess the people. See if they if they had on uniforms and appeared to be aggressive, the people will react they will react aggressively to them and their presence being there. You see what I'm saying? So they come in smiling with Bibles in their hands. But you know who they're giving their reports to? The DOJ, the Department of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Coming in with bowls of rice and shit, bags of rice, like that and so on, fucked up and shit. Bringing in uh, motherfucking uh, contaminated vaccines and shit. Like they coming to help you with your diseases that they didn't gave to your ass. Mm-hmm. We was talking about that yesterday in, in the hangout. Raskaz is a genius, man. He got a song called Order Out of Chaos. And in one of these verses, he say, they want to know who murdered Africa. The World Health Organization. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who? Through, through the oh, process, yeah. there wasn't no case of AIDS in Africa until 1979. In 1979, that's when the World Health Organization got there. Smiling. Doing God's work, giving out co- uh, so-called vaccinations that had viruses in them. See what I'm saying? Okay. Really dealing with a serious enemy that's going to attack you on all fronts. Now, motherfuckers, they're trying to control the food supply. And I would say that the water thing going on in Flint, you know what I'm saying, and all around the country really is going to fall into it. Flint is the beginning. They getting ready to start doing this shit all over the motherfucking uh, country, man. Flint is the beginning. Anytime you see some shit like that go down, that's the beginning of some shit. Nah. Flint not the beginning. Somehow or some reason they want us to know this. You get comfortable with the shit. Yeah, they want us to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And somebody or somebody tripped up and got it out to the wrong people because this is not new there. They know this shit. 
Mm-hmm. Like, we know, listen, right? 30 days, right? Niggas, and it ain't been 30 days, but 30 days. We've been looking into looking out for the people in Flint. Eight months ago, the motherfucking city council and the government workers was getting water. Government mm-hmm. telling them, listen, don't drink none of this shit. So they want us to know for some reason. Man. I don't look at this shit come off the news. Mm-hmm. When the news telling you shit, this is a pro- news program. Mm-hmm. When I say the Shame. beginning, though, big bro, I'm saying they're getting niggas ready because this shit, you know what I'm saying, it's about to be hitting all over the country. So you, by the time you're seeing it now, like you said, the shit been going on. Niggas been seeing it. So now you kind of already getting used to this shit. It's almost like homosexuality. Starting to see it so much, motherfuckers starting to, starting to be like, okay, more fags and shit, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm doing, I'm doing me, I'm doing me, I'm doing me. But pretty soon, if you don't fucking address that shit heads up, that shit going to become a pandemic. So like you were saying, um, just sending bottled water, what the fuck is that really doing? Except getting somebody paid, niggas just making money off of box, somebody getting paid off of that shit. Now, what mm-hmm. happens, man? Oklahoma, Texas, Cali, Ohio, Kentucky, Missouri. Oh, this, that, academic here. Coming, they just prepping motherfuckers, no. like you're saying. And the reaction is not proper. Man. No, I'm saying, I'm no family who out there, man. And some of the water that people sipping out there, black people, sipping it through black people, is getting to black people who need it, who really don't got it, and they can't get to the, because they got centers now set up where motherfuckers can go get water, but if you can't get to that shit, you can't get no fucking water. So, you know, it's a good thing happening that we're taking care of, but we're going to have to go more into... This ain't preventative. This is the reaction. We got to react to this, man. This reaction is we are reactionary mode right now. Okay. And we got to get down into survival mode because that's about the only thing that's happening with us, man. We just barely trying to survive right now. And we're not doing that too well. So, you know, I'm just looking at that situation like, yo, you know, there's some good things happening with, you know, that shows unity and love, but the people always, poor people always got love. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have to get into separation. That's why we're going to have to separate. We're going to have to be, you know, it's going to be a great going away. And, and, this, and, and, and what I tell people is that the more that it is being seen, the one thing that it does do is it awakens the mind to the fact that when you're talking to other people, you got something that you can point to and say, look, or now you telling them they you telling me they ain't trying to kill us with this? What they doing then? Mm-hmm. You tell me what you know what I'm saying? It's a real eye opener. Yeah, it's it's showing who's really about the people and who's out here playing games. Or 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 trying to make money off the people. I mean, it's becoming real obvious right now. 
Mm-hmm. And the sad fact is we're going to have to learn. We, got, we forgot about Mutt Netcher. We've been living in these synthetic cities, these concrete jungles for so long that we forgot our natural instinct and connection with nature. So, for example, in the bush, you know, I learned this during field surveying. You know, I'm an archaeologist when I'm in the field. Fresh water or, or, or high moving water. If, if if you you looking for water, if the if if if, if the floor of water is moving more than two three miles per hour, it's drinkable because bacteria can't live in in moving water. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people don't even know this. Did y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons is because bacteria doesn't have time to stay there. So if it's fast-moving water, it's safe to drink. You see what I'm saying? That's why when you see animals, you, if you notice, their water holes are not far from like a, 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 a from where the fresh water, you know, it, it may be still, it may be a water hole at the end of the tunnel, but there, it's fresh water that accumulated there. You see what I'm saying? And the European has made it so, he's created this image of, of the city life, and we, we become so comfortable with it that we fret going back to, to, to nature. You see what I'm saying? We're going to have to forget all this shit and move on. Because the main two, okay, I'll give you an example. Dependency. When the Native Americans was getting infiltrated by the Europeans, the Native Americans didn't have steel or metal. So the Europeans first came in like, okay, we'll trade a, a pot and a knife for some furs. Then over time it was, we'll, we'll trade, you know, 10 furs for one pot. It used to be one for one. And what happened was over time, the next generation, the, the youth of the Indians, they forgot wood technology. They forgot the technology of their, you know, their forefathers on what they've been doing to sustain themselves, and they became dependent on European technology, mainly steel. So over a generation and a half, they forgot that shit. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what's going on now. We become, you know, the European called the savages. We live in a jungle life. You can only civilize those, in, in, you know, when you have them under your control. Brought us to the cities, and then he moved to the country. You see what I'm saying? So we have, we gonna have to get back in touch, you know, we we'll have to start going out, you know. Basically, what I'm saying is the relationship with Flint and the Michigan and that Great Leak region, there shouldn't be that water problem shouldn't be that escalated. It should be some knowledgeable people who, because there's a lot of forests in Michigan. You see what I'm saying? All of Michigan is not developed. Oklahoma, a lot of those, a lot of those, it's, you know, the, the flatlands of, of America, a lot of shit's still undeveloped. But when you've been taught to live in the city and not go outside that city, you won't question it. You won't even know where resource is. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying Michigan, you niggas been playing that shit a long time in advance. Thought it's something major right here. Niggas gonna have to open their eyes up. That's the chance of Williams' books, too. You know, you're right about the first that. thing we did when foreigners came in, naturally, 
We got away from them. We went back into the bush. We scared to even do that now. Well, let's be real. Well, we had, you know, it's not that much bush left, you know, in the bush that look like it's free. You know, the whole concept of borders, that's another issue, too, that never existed in, in history. Imaginary borders. Personal, you know, private property. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a European concept. Right. Right. Now, now we don't even know how to act. Even though we don't, own, we don't really own nothing. We yeah, just like the idea of private property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really sick. Right. We just want the idea. <laughs> the concept sounds good, huh? Yeah, the concept sounds good. Get off my stoop, nigga. This is my block. Get off my block. Everybody need to have their own shit. You know what I'm saying? I need my own shit, man. Mm-hmm. See, that's another concept that's new. Permanent permanent fortifications of living uh, uh, arrangements. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm in California. The area that I'm in California is was home of the Serrano Indians. The Serrano Indians would stay in the valleys in the uh, 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 wintertime. And then when it, in the summertime, they will, they will go in the mountains. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. We, we've developed this attitude of permanent fortifications of living, and we never considered that a lot of our ancestors, well, they move with the seasons. Mm-hmm. You see, when you have – I talked to this uh, African sister from Nigeria. She started, make it up. Remember, God gave you two hands and two feet that you, you could, you know, he he prepared you for everything. Like I watched this program where these Africans built a treehouse. They didn't create no trash. Mm-hmm. First thing I'm like, why are they gonna build this shit? Because you used to sing, sing material. Feel me? They butt naked. How they gonna build it? All the material they need is around them. You see what I'm saying? You didn't need to buy a house. It was really if you had the knowledge to make one. You got got rocks, you got wood, you know what I'm saying? You got grass, you got leaves, that's your roofing, and the specific leaves won't let water in and make the water run off a certain way, even to the point where you can use the water later that come off for bathing and cooking, all types of shit, 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 shit. This how slick we do. Make a build a house. The, that house, that house turns into a motherfucking business. You know what I'm saying? We built our own shit, and that shit pro- produces more sustaining elements for us to continue to live in a, even a more uh, efficient way of life. Like you yeah, said, I mean, we, we have the technology. Way. We have the technology now to do what we need to do. Uh, we can live off of solar power. I mean, we can we can build a, a aquaponic centers in our backyard. I mean, we can do it. It just if we willing to make that move. I think I think what brother what brother Mekarash saying is we we been had the technology when we got here. The technology is the land itself. If we just learn how to 
interact with it, we wouldn't need nothing because everything is right at our fingertips. But the, the, the life we in right now, I'm saying we can still create. Right? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That black people don't even want to do is be like, mm-hmm. listen, we live in a jungle life. We might want to live in the jungle, but we want our shit to look nice. So we want our still to be as updated as possible. So I think that's what the brother and Yami is like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got technology nowadays that we can that we can further help utilize what naturally is around us. You know what I'm saying? Even right. when to a certain extent. Right. Now, peep this out, y'all. Peep, peep this out, y'all, right? My pops was born in 44, right? Mm-hmm. He told me, he told me the house he grew up in, they had running water before they had electricity in their home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be right. So the newest thing in homes, we, we thought this shit been around since the 20s and 30s. The newest invention in, hum, in, in American homes in the past 50 years has been electricity. My dad said we use more electricity than we do water. Mm-hmm. Lights go out, motherfucker don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. The internet all that, like that produced geniuses. When, when you look at the era, because the, the sources of entertainment was reading books. Feel me? See, that's why if I, I pray to Amin Ra that a solar flare hits this motherfucker with an EMP electromagnetic post that's so strong and knocks out all the technology where motherfuckers got to go back to all lamps and books yeah. will be the norm. Not only that, now you got to interact with your brothers and sisters. Your people become your entertainment as well. Mm-hmm. Like you see why they that's play. Mm-hmm. That forces us to communicate, which what you were saying before, it builds rapport. So then we start to develop relationships with one another, which builds trust, which leads to higher civilization. As you lead to the self-development. As a group, we grow. So the shit we're doing on the phone right now, imagine if we was doing this shit as a community. Thousands of us gathered like this, having these types of you know what I'm saying? And then within that gathering, you're going to have actual individuals with skills to be able to pass this knowledge on to the whole group. Then we move in. That's nation building. Then we can start little charters. No doubt. Little charters, the women with the nurses, people who deal with the agriculture. And that's what the real system is designed to keep us individualized because if we ever came together, even if we didn't have all of the necessary resources, just the organizational structure of us coming together, that's the beginning of it. It ain't necessarily like we got to have all of the materials and stuff we need. First, you have to have that bond, that camaraderie, and then the other things will follow. Mm-hmm. That's the socialistic, uh, uh, okay, in the capitalistic system, right, like we have in America, mm-hmm. it's going to be half and half knots, right? Mm-hmm. No question. This is what I think Dr. Clark was saying, and the brother who was uh, talking earlier. Uh, the end result of a capitalistic system is socialism, meaning, I'll give you an example. Poverty unites people. 
if you notice, people who have money don't socialize as much. You know what I mean? In, in regards to real humanity. They may socialize on how to get more money and exploit, but it's not real talk. That's really idle talk. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So poverty unites people. So every project or every hood in America is a small socialist nation, meaning if you're not from there, you don't know nothing about it. And if they protect one another because they support and, 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 and provide for one another, and if you're an outsider, you're only coming there to exploit. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers who drive to Uptown don't get that work. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They know that. Only, you're only here to buy something. You're only here to get something. That's why the policy is get it and go. Like when I was coming up, we was poor. But just being poor united four or five families. We finna have a barbecue. Such and such, they got, they got the barbecue pit. Them over here, they got the charcoal. We got the meat. You see what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, everybody going to be eating. You see what I mean? Yep. Black power. So that's what they forgot. Well, they didn't forget about it. But they know they know this to be true, that poverty unites people. You see what I'm saying? So they got to give you. So that's why they give us so many trinkets. So then you can put on the air to have it more than somebody else. So, you know, it makes you forget. Kind of yeah, man, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say the same thing. The, the trick, the trinket, keep us from <laughs> fighting back. I get to give me some Air Jordans every year, some nice shiny Jordans. Yeah, the Versace that you put on your spaghetti. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I want people to don't know, we borrowing it. We borrowing money from our children to get this stuff. <laughs> Say that again, bro. Woo. Every every oh, dollar we get is a piece of debt that we pass it down to our children just to get that shiny that shiny piece of silver or that shiny leather. Mm. Hmm. That's the that's the behavior of a people with no identity. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mm. the behavior of a mental slave. One hundred. Mm-hmm. I see. Got to find your value in something if you ain't got it in yourself. Yeah. Right. Find your value in something other than yourself. Hmm. I got this big belt buckle on. Look at me. Mm-hmm. And a perfect example would be motherfucker say, well, what, what would you do without shoes? Say, nigga, okay. Take this little pair of pro kids, my nigga. You got some brand new kicks. What's the problem? We got All got You feel me? You try to give a nigga a pair of little Reeboks. You be like, man, what the fuck is this? Or she might, what's this? Like you say, you needed some new kicks, right? Got you some new kicks. Now let's be real, right? Uh huh. You're most comfortable when you're not wearing shoes. Am I right? I know when I get, you know, what I mean. People are, you know, I'm comfortable where I'm coming out of my shoes. No doubt. If you, you know, that's part of the uniform. Even Asians do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Come, take your shoe off when you come in their house. Take your shoes off. 
You were people who had to feel the ground first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised. Another another implication too. These niggas talking about astral projection and chakras and all that shit. And I rarely hear these niggas talk about your feet are your detoxifiers. Mm-hmm. I was I was sick as a motherfucker, and uh, I went to this Cambodian. You know, I speak a little Cambodian. I went to this Cambodian uh, uh, health food store, and he was like, "Rick, why are you what you eating?" My man, you know, I'm eating they food. He gave me some, they like, they look like pads. He told me when you go to sleep, you know, unwrap it, take the sticky part off, and, you know, put it on the bottom of your feet, right? Mm-hmm. Then I did that the next morning. I put, that motherfucker was black. You feel me? Left all the clocks so, out your shit, a lot of clocks out your system. Yeah, your, your feet sweat out your, your toxins. Mm-hmm. How your feet going to sweat out the toxins when they in fucking ovens, you know, what either yeah. you want to steel toe boots or just boots, period. You, you know what I mean? That's why, mm-hmm. hence, stinky feet. Now, that's crazy because look, look at it like this. You know, nigga, this is for niggas right here. You you know, you you know, a day or two or some Timberland boots, nigga, without taking them shoes off, then your boots going to be smelling like straight pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> How is pneumonia being secreted or sweated out your feet? You, you understand the point I'm making? Mm-hmm. So there's some health risks to that as well, wearing shoes too much. You see what I'm saying? Oh, no I got monkey hands. I, I pick up pennies on my feet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> But, but I want to say this too. Back to the poverty unites people. This mm-hmm. is why they had to desperately speed up integration. Yeah. Because imagine if you had segregated communities stuck in poverty. You, that, that's what's going on during the civil, you know what I mean? And, and Jim Crow. When they start running the freeways through all the hoods, all the urban areas and shit, put the freeways in. Mm hmm. You was poor, but you still, we had each other. See, now we poor and ain't got nobody because we, we scattered. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't see how niggas would want to live in the suburbs around all whiteies, though. That, that shit just fucks me up. Like, how, how could you feel comfortable in a community where you like the only motherfucker knowing your history, like if some shit go bad, you ass out. I do not feel comfortable around, especially in a whole fucking town, and it's majority white, and you got bread, and you chose to take your bread, knowing that I know I know it's the mental the mental illness, you know, instead of self hatred. But damn, you got right, fucked right. up. You get paid and go live amongst your enemy and you feel safe on that motherfucker? Ask mm-hmm. polite about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oswald Bates. It's easy to do. You said it earlier, though. It's a mental condition. Yeah. You believe that's what it means to come up. You know, you didn't arrive. No doubt. Well, Malcolm X say, Feel nigga house nigga scenario. Here it is, the house nigga. The only nigga in the community. 
and brag about it. Mm. I'm the only black person who lives in this community. Mm. Mm. Field nigga. Malcolm X was a field nigga. Stayed in Harlem. John Henry was a field nigga. John Henry never owned a car, y'all. Well, living in New York, you don't really have to, you know, you can still get around. You know what I mean? No doubt. He said he had a fascination with shoes, but he never owned a car. And that's what I think, too, some of our people in the so-called conscious community, they fail to realize, you know, some of our great scholars, like, dude, they could have got paid, man, and took the money and dipped out and never even worried about getting this knowledge out to the people. Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, you know what I'm saying? You know, Dr. Dr. Jeffries, Amos Wilson, all of them could have took the money and been like, man, fuck it, nigga, do you. I'm doing me, do you. You know, they took up the responsibility of, you know what I'm saying, being warrior scholars, and that's an admirable task. And a lot of them died broke, which is fucked up. It tells you how fucked up we are, you know what I'm saying, as a people, to where we can let. You know what I mean? Our grades go down, you know what I mean, with no protection, no money. Malcolm dying and his family still having a struggle. So hopefully we take some lessons from this shit. Yeah, that's, that's a system of, of, of integration. My mother, she grew up in Louisiana. She said she never went to a white store. Every store she ever went to was, was black-owned. You know I me mean? until mm-hmm. until integration. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once integration happened, then she, you know, everybody started competing with the white stores and couldn't compete. And now look at New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The New Orleans was the. There's a, there's a historical relationship between Haiti, New Orleans, not just Louisiana, but New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah, yeah. And the Louisiana Purchase. You see what I'm saying? Why did the, you know what I mean? Why did they sell their part, you know, the equivalent of what, about eight states for $20 million? For pennies. Then look at the Haitian Revolution. Look where Haiti, first off, look where Haiti is on the map. Then look at where New Orleans is. If you, if you was in the Caribbean, they'd like to focus on Florida, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Florida's the end of the Gulf of Mexico, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But New Orleans is like that's a straight shot. Right. But you had to travel that Mississippi to get them goods up mm-hmm. up that Mississippi. You had to go through New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the railroad back then. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I doubt now that you even find probably one ferry boat on that joint, you know what I mean? No doubt. Because the so-called technology. What are you saying, brother? Got some, but 
they still got them, but it's it's not like it used to. Yeah, but that was like the Nile. That was like the Nile River for, for that oh, area yeah. and shit. Yep. But my mother talked about how they control black people control everything. White people will come to them for for the good stuff. Because coming up, I never understood why she didn't like King. She didn't like uh, Dr. King. She just said things change after after civil rights. And I used to say, Mom, you don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> now I look back and I can see what she was talking about. The nigga fucked it up. That's crazy. And the people believe that, that integration you know what I'm saying? Was just the way to, way to go. That we were better off in a society where we all was together. We was one. We wanted the whole thing. White, white girls, and you you know, and that whole ideology did turn us away from self-sufficiency because we were self-sufficient at that point in time. You know that the, the whole thing with the bus boycott. It should have, you know, the plan should have been the bus boycott. For this whole year, and then at the end of this time, we can we will go and establish our own bus where we driving our own shit. So we not worried mm-hmm. about transportation, but it wasn't that. It was only until let me sit here. When I think back, I think about when King first jumped into uh, the this, the movement. They issue was desegregation. It was deseg. Mm-hmm. Then, I don't know when it flipped from deseg to integration. It initially came. Huh? Did you say, brother? Marshall flipped it. I remember it was desegregation, which is a different position than integration. Separate but equal. Yeah, it was separate. That was the initial, separate but equal. Mm-hmm. And Thurgood Marshall turned the argument into integration. And from that point, it went on the path of civil rights was about integration, no longer separate but equal, but we just want to come into the society. You know, Martin Luther King helped usher that in. He got paid by Planned Parenthood. He won an award from them. He got the Nobel Peace, didn't he? Yeah, and no, and Nobel, what, Nobel is no <laughs> dynamite. Nobel yeah, it was one of one of his handlers was Bayard Rustin. You know what he was after? Yeah, Bay Bay Rustin. Yeah. Bob do a great job of breaking that down. Um, actually giving detail the name of the Cracker Beast. Uh. Uh, on the Supreme Court, who called Thurgood Marshall into a change yeah. and told him yeah. to rework it, you know what I mean, make it integration on a broad scale if he thought that this shit was going to pass against them. Otherwise, they was going to shut the shit down if he came in here talking about uh, enforcing the separate, the violation of the separate but equal law. Because that's mm-hmm. what it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Taxpayers wanted buses for their kids, and the crackers said, "No, your kids got to walk miles." And then they got the 
money up and bought the buses for the kids and the motherfucking crackers in the town, the sheriff and shit, told them they couldn't let their kids ride on the buses that they got for them. Hmm. Uh, my father, my father just told me about that. About that shit. He said when the buses started going out there into their community, the buses would go past all of them, go round up all the white people first, then come pick them up. He said for like the first, six, he said for like the first six months, they had to beat the bus driver up and all the white kids every day. Mm-hmm. And I'd just like to go back to Brother Mikaraz bringing up the connection between um, Haiti and Louisiana, New Orleans, because there's a brother who did a, a book on this. I heard him um, speak on Queen Utrecht Lee's show um, some years ago, a few years ago now. I ain't get the book yet. But you had an insurrection that occurred um, in 1811. And that was... Uh, I believe uh, St. Charles Parish, um, St. John's, the Baptist, and St. Charles Parishes, you know, and that was um, New Orleans. So you could definitely see the influence. The uh, uh, Haitian um, joint uh, was successful. They handled their business by 1804, and then you got seven years later, this going down in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Haitians was coming over, saying they wanted to help fight. Black Power. Black Power. Black Power. Mm-hmm. Another thing. Another thing too. Some people even argue to say that if it wasn't that, to some extent, it was the Haitian Revolution that led to the Louisiana Purchase. It was. Mm-hmm. And I can't and think of the brother that, he, he, that it, uh, it, it, it that was Napoleon that was Napoleon's uh strong his his money maker. You fucked up if you fuck you fucking hit him hit him in his deepest pockets. He had to goddamn let go of 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 them uh states for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Well, really for pennies, just so he could keep his just so he could keep his little missions going or whatever that he had already. You know what I'm saying? That's the Haiti shit broke him. Mm-hmm. Professor um, James Fenelon, he's a professor at Cal State San Bernardino. He's a Native American. He specializes in Native American studies. Uh, good, good, good brother. You know what I mean? He, I get a lot of my uh, references from him and so forth. He, he said and told me and proved this shit too, that Napoleon's wife didn't come from France but came from one of the biggest French slave quarters in Haiti. That's very important. That's very important. Because, okay, okay, okay. They'll have you to believe 
that the okay that the Haiti was a French colony, and that the first French that came there stayed there, occupied it, and they did. But there wasn't no you know there wasn't no communication going back and forth to France. Feel me? Mm-hmm. Now, when you do the research, when you study Masons, the first war that they brag about facilitating and creating was the French Revolution. Y'all heard this before, right? I never heard that, brother. <clears throat> but I'm telling you now, the French Revolution, it was so fucked. This, we get into the same situation now. There was only two classes, rich and dirt poor. What no middle class? When I say rich, I'll give you all an example. That okay? Anybody ever play Assassin's Creed that video game? Mm-hmm. That shit is they mixing fiction with it, but a lot of it's based on actual events, right? The last one that they got out now is in France. Go watch, go watch the nigga play that game, and and be like, damn, look look at the some of the states of the French. I'm talking about them motherfuckers had, uh, 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 I'm trying to think, villas. You either had a villa with some name or you didn't have shit. One of the middle class. And that they facilitated and, you know, created Napoleon. They thought, they was, they thought Napoleon was going to be a puppet. And Napoleon, he was going with the picture for a while. But then when that nigga got into power, that nigga said, fuck y'all, French is for the French. And renamed himself the emperor. That was very important about France. All you need to know is this. France has the ups of prestige on most, if not all, Europeans. It was the French who rediscovered Egypt. It was the French who found Angkor Wat in Cambodia. You see what I'm saying? French brag about being... The most civilized. Mm-hmm, the most defined and shit. Yeah. They're, you know, well-defined, mm-hmm. gentleman-type, you know, romantic. They, they, the most romantic English, European language is French. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So France was also where the Knights of... Back then, they were called the Knights of Templar. The Knights of Templar blew up in Spain. I mean, in France. There's a strong, most, the, okay, okay. We talk about some Fatim Jews that are in Spain. We don't talk about the aristocrat uh, uh, Jews that are in France. You see what I'm saying? French Jews oversee a lot of linguistic work, and it was the French Jew. We did this a while back with the Gutenberg files. We were showing that French Jew out there in motherfucking uh, Iran, uh, in, in uh, Syria. That's another discussion. That the, you see what I'm saying? They'll have you to believe, I'm digressing, but I'm going to come back to my point. They'll have you to believe that this shit is really over oil and money, right? Mm-hmm. If you print money, you're not worried about money. You're worried about everybody using your money. That's it. And you know what your money is valued on. But look at the Jews. First off, every nation that they've been in, they all have a historical history that is in antiquity. Why, for example, haven't y'all noticed both the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, and ISIS have been destroying historical artifacts? 
that's 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 Jewish pop they're trying to control the history of the world. If there's nothing older than Judaism and Christianity, it's easier for us to push that Christian shit. You see what I'm saying? Any culture that has a statue, a deity, that has cultural material that is pre Christianity is destroyed. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that there was big ass Buddhist fucking temples and, and statues over there in Iran until they start blowing them up. The jaw? Nope. I didn't. There's an Eng- Indian scholar who came out and said that the motherfucking Muslims, that whole ceremony with the Kaaba and them circling the Kaaba seven times, is actually the worship of Saturn. And that go back to him. That's a Hindu tradition. You see what I'm saying? The crescent moon was first used by Shiva. That's the Indian. That shows you the Indian influence on Islam. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. While are Hindus Muslim killers? They chop heads off of uh, of Muslims, especially the Sikhs. So you know, history is very important because you get to dissect and shit. You know what I mean? So coming back to America, that's the reason why the propaganda headquarters for Eastern European Jews has been in Hollywood. Chaplin. Don't Chaplin look like Hitler or is it just me? Nah, he do. <laughs> Same little mustache, huh? Yeah. The most powerful words I've heard, um, when uh, uh, Khalid Muhammad was on the Phil Donahue show, and at the end of the show, they was taking questions, and the sister got up, and she said, there have been a lot of genocides in the world, but the Jewish Holocaust is the only genocide on camera. I said, damn. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, That's very important. Mm-hmm, that they control. Mhm. They control academia, meaning they control the. They oversee the functioning of printing books, and they control media. That's all you fucking need, because those are the two the mm-hmm. two platforms for influence. The colonization of information. Mhm. That's why this whole thing with Rosenberg. It's interesting to me. It's real interesting. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but all of a sudden the Jews is in the conscious community now. Mm-hmm. I like they brought the small hats in. Not I like right small... <laughs> What you guys do? It's not an accident. Polite is a traitor, yo. Yeah, he's a bad boy. It's funny, though, because I was listening to you talk, uh, Mecca Ron, for the last, like, probably about the last eight shows you've been on that nigga hard. Like, hey, anybody know this nigga? And that's real mm-hmm. cool. And think yeah, I know. about it. The only, the only religion of perversion that hasn't had a hold on our people in large numbers yet is that bullshit. 
Now, mind you, they was involved heavily in our enslavement, but they were faking the funk too, pretending to be Christians out front and in the closed doors practicing their Judaism. You know, that's why you got a lot of names that you think are wasp names, but they fucking Jews' names or Jewish names. So I find it very interesting now. You know, we had the Christianity, we had the Islam, Elijah, all that good shit, boom, boom, bang. Christianity, Martin Luther King, you know, but you ain't yet have that shit like that with Judaism. And this raggedy-looking cracker beast talking about, he got a plan for me and my people where we at? Exactly. He going to unite all the Hebrew Israelites around the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and polite First off, front like he Dr. Ben or Khalid Muhammad? That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And first off, what makes this cracker Jew so confident that he knows the ins and outs and outs and ins that we're experiencing? That motherfucker putting that shit on. Well, he know he, he, he fucking with Oswald Bates. See, Oswald Bates don't know that the Jew know he Oswald Bates. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He being played. I know a nigga don't, ain't, ain't, ain't as sharp as he think he is. I mean, like I told you, he said to the motherfucking beef, he said, he picked him. And I'm thinking, I said, what is the context of the census when I realized the context of the census? I said, this nigga trying to say, epitome? Now, you know the cracker, and it was another crack in the hotel room with them. They already know who they're dealing with. A con uh-huh. artist who getting con. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Brother Bourne for posting that video up. Blum did he blum. You'll never find. Oh, that was incredible. Line like mine. Woo. Tell polite take that hat off. Woo! That <laughs> that motherfucker, uh, making a cracker beast bitch have an orgasm, touching on a raggedy naked body, and it was another hand in the way that didn't belong to him. This this new I'm. I was stunned. What, 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 I was traumatized. I ain't hear nothing about this. I mean, detail be that. This, what happened? Tell that nigga take that hat off. And then listen, then listen to his discourse <laughs> and tell me that hat do wonders for that nigga and the feds. Whatever he, whatever hairdress he wearing, if that nigga was talking about sovereignty and you see a nigga hairline, you be like, man, I ain't fucking with that nigga. You can't even, nigga, even save your, where's the road game, nigga? Why not embrace the true you? Nigga look like Danny Glover when he played the old mister. Damn. In the color purple. That nigga hairline start where his ears start. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 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 that 
That nigga should use his whole palm to wipe his forehead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to get y'all going in that area. <laughs> he said, my shit's a little bit bad. He's Saying that because he a young nigga. Polite is young. But when, when you scamming motherfuckers, you stress. Oh, yeah, you stress. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's the... The truth of his actions is his hairline. Nigga, you too young to be going through the experience and, you know what I mean, what you stressing about. You better keep that money hat on. Real talk. Because the nigga's all forehead and lips. Almost out of there, you know. what I'm saying, and I'm, I'm. I hope I'll be the first one. If he, he stick a fork at that nigga, he's done. He's done. He's done. Yeah. Even the Hebrews know he a police. That nigga said that the police keep other black keep the bad black people in check. The Hebrews said. Nigga, what's good and what's bad? I said, go ahead. And that when you call the police on bad people, they get right on the good foot. And that we're going to need police in our communities for a while if we're going to do it. What? The police is good because they protect you from bad black people. Now, Brother Tim Black, who came on the show last week, he even said it. He didn't, he, and, and I love that y'all got to watch this video, because he didn't, you know, he didn't sound like a black man. Who was, He used how to, you don't call the police regarding who you are. He started off with talking about this cafe owner in Washington. This is a cracker. He owns a coffee shop that's open to the public, you know, mainly drug addicts. Somebody passed out in the bathroom, probably from a drug overdose, probably, you know, probably heroin, you know, and him being the owner, he called the, you know, 911. When he called 911, he said, you know, I want emergency assistance here, but I don't want no police. You know, when you call 911, it's a package deal. You get ambulance, police, <laughs> and the fire truck, right? Mm-hmm. So before he could even get there, he's arguing on the phone for like 10 minutes with these motherfuckers. If the police come, they are not allowed in. Because if the police come in, they're going to be more or less trying to look for something and lock a motherfucker up with all he needs is medical treatment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he used that to say, even this cracker, he, he, even though he's a business owner, he has enough mind frame to know that even when you pick up the phone call 911, nigga, I don't, and didn't let the police in. Now, Tim Black starts off with that and goes to another case. 16-year-old cracker. He, he getting unruly. His parents can't control him, so they call the police. The police come. They can't. They end up shooting this young man in the house. This is a white boy, right? His father's fucked up. Tim Black, he's interviewing, and he said, damn, I know they're like, 
if I would have known the police would have killed my son, I would have never scarred them, right? Those are two white cases. He ends with the last case. 82-year-old grandmother, her name is Pearl, I can't think of her last name. She gets into an argument with her nephew or grandson over driving her car. She get mad and pull, you know, get her gun out. The motherfucking grandson, he calls the police to try to calm his grandmother down. She's on her property. The police come. She shoots into the ground. They end up murdering this woman on her own property. Never had a motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? Never had a, she never had a criminal record. Well, so in after the No, King, I cut you off. Continue. Just make a long story short. He said that don't call the police because he said you may save a life this weekend by not calling the police on your neighbors upstairs having a party. You see what I'm saying? Because police officers is, is, is they're looking to mix it up, as Brother Tim said. You know, they're looking to mix it up. They're looking for confrontation. They're looking for action. A lot of them went into it looking for action. You see what I'm saying? So be very mindful. You know, you shouldn't just call the police to step in. And when you do call the police, or if you go to court and ask the jail, like a lot of people are going for, you know, domestic violence cases and shit like that, child support, when you stand before that judge or, or, or you asking them to super, you know, to supersede to your endeavors, what you're saying is you're admitting that you're in capable of representing yourself. You're an imbecile. You see what I'm saying? And you need an overseer to come who has nothing to do with either party to come oversee the issue. And the only way he can do that is if y'all give up y'all rights. That's why when you get a traffic monitor traffic ticket, in order for the commissioner to oversee your case, you have to sign over your rights. And when you sign over your rights, you're giving him Authority to oversee your case by denoting yourself. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What you're admitting is saying, me and my girl can't get along because we, you, help. you know, we slaves and we want your whiteness, your greatness to oversee. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even with the kids, uh, I'm incompetent to be a parent because I can't control my child. And I'm so incompetent with controlling my child that I need you to oversee who had nothing. You, you have nothing. You have no relationship to, to to us as by blood. Your only conviction in this affair is job security, meaning you just doing your. You know what I mean? And I waive my rights, give them to you, so you can oversee this matter. So be very wary on why you, you know, and that's crazy because that's taken place, only has taken place in the past 10 years, I'd say. It's been like, you know, when I was coming up, you know, it was like a no snitching thing. Keep them crackers out your business. But I'm dealing with, you know, I'm out here in the streets, I'm dealing with, and, and, the, and the crazy part is, 
and I hate to say this, but I got to a lot. The first person who called the police on me was my mama. Am I the only one? Nah, this brother Little. Black Power, brother Little. You you know I'm talking about my older brother, my older brother Jacob. We got the same um, father, different mom. His mom would call the probation officer anytime he got into anything. You see what I'm saying? I got older, and I'm dealing with, you know, females and so forth. Anytime I got unruly, and I'm not talking about putting hands on females, just, just you know, standing my ground. That would be the threat, I, you know. Wow. So we got to look at that, you know. Only way you can do that is if you think that the police are really defending you. And in order that to happen, you have to really be convinced that you're an American, and that's the problem. You feel like the black man is a threat. You know the best way to handle it, ass. Hell yeah, my my cousin Chris been in Tulsa. He was eleven. He throwing rocks at the teachers. He's exhibiting every behavior of a revolutionary. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> because he's a, he don't he 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 was young. He was eleven years old. He he know the system ain't for him, and he's rejecting it in the most rebellious fashion. Now that I'm older, I'm saying he was doing that shit to get the attention of his mother. But what if your mother's so engulfed with European, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just turn the other cheek, baby. Be successful. I get into my arguments with my mom all the time. And she's an Igbo, you know what I'm saying? My mother is Janet Igbo Quay. She's an, you know what I mean? Oh, you, you I'm going to be an anthropologist. I'm going to be an archaeologist. And she said, why you want to, you know, promote, you know, that black shit? It's going to get you in trouble. You ain't going to go nowhere, make well, because you're too rebellious. This is my mother's words. Really out of fear, though, too. I know why she's saying this, out of fear, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it is. Conditioning. Yeah. Trying to inseminize you. In a way, without her, she don't even know she's doing it. She just thinking the best safety is to just not, don't put no resistance up in the power structure if you want to be here. To be a successful black man in America, you have to be submissive and docile. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> I love Dr. Amos Wilson's work because he really made, made it clear for me that we are the same people. We're in the same circumstances. I don't care what the backdrop looks like. So that African mother behavior is the same behavior exhibited on the plantation. Mm-hmm. I should. And it came to her male child. That's why I say, if, I ain't said it in a while. I need to start saying it again. My mother was punished for having me. 
and keeping me. And any black male that's on this line right here, that's what all of us have in common. Because any woman that's not white and has a male child, she's going to be dealt a certain punishment. She's going to be held back from certain opportunities. Why? Because she's the only one that can produce an offspring that can combat the one that's in power. See, if the, Euro- if, if, if the dominant individual, the dominant group is a white European, then the one who will be in opposition of that will be, a, first off, a male, and any male that's not European. Now, even though there's a lot of males that are not European, there's a lot who would like to be. But the one that's the most defined is the black male. You see what I'm saying? Mexican males, you have Asian males, they more or less conform. You, you, you see what I'm saying? I would like to add that, you know, that black woman, too, it's a two-side coin to that because the black woman, too, is the only woman out of all of these groups that have been mentioned that exhibit strength. Okay? An Asian woman has always been secondary. So as a, a male child, you see your mama being treated like a dog and weak and shit, that's going to have some effect on you too. So it was a two-side coin. Because mm-hmm. in this hood, it was strong black women, single black women, raising these uh, boys out here, young men out here doing the best they can. Where, yeah, some became effeminized, but a lot didn't. And a lot was straight about their business out here in this street, handling their shit out here. Mm-hmm. And the proof, the proof, the, the, the proof I've seen in that, Sister Camille, what I've noticed, because I got younger sisters and whatnot, right? And they they would tell me that, you know, and I, I would ask them questions like, have you ever noticed that whenever the women have an issue that they would like to question the white authority about, they always come to the black woman for that? You a sister, so I'm asking you, sister, come have you? Did you go to an integrated school when you was growing up? No, not really. Mm-mm. Okay. It's kind of, you know, black, it's not a lot of black people in California. And the ones that are, we in, you know, we, in, we, we, we spotty out here, right? So a lot of us went to integrated school. We had some Spanish type shit, you know, some Dominicans right. and Ricans and shit. Right, that, that, that's mixed, that's mixed, but they, they, whenever they have problems, they will bring it to your attention, huh? Meaning the black woman is the only jo- only woman who could check that cracker anywhere, whether it be at the job, whether it be at school. I noticed that. The other, the other they be more, they're, they're, they're quick to be submissive. That's why, like, the European will empower the black woman and put her in a high position of power before they, he would any other woman for those qualities alone. And at the same time, they use it as a stereotype against the sister. Mm-hmm. As a negative, the portrayal of a sister, she quick to snap off, you know, tell you about yourself, boom, 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 bang, as if that's a bad thing. Not in my book. 
That's straight ass. Remember now, it was the old sisters who checked Shaka finally. When he said, mourning his mother, when the last edict that he put out there was that they couldn't procreate for a year, the elder queen said he went too far now. That's it. He got to be dealt with. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. They were even the ones who decided his legitimacy to the throne. I shake. Who was that, Dr. Clark? Somebody was saying, I think I, this was Dr. Clark Lester, he said, in Africa, when a, when a man went to jail, even if he went to jail for murder, if, if they wanted to, uh, uh, like, you know, his punishment was death, unless the boy's mother, you know, the man's mother had to give the okay. If she didn't, then he couldn't, they couldn't kill him. He okay. used to have to, you know what I mean, remain in prison like for life. But the mom had to, you know what I'm saying, give the okay. Well, I, I know there had to be a later time period because he also was the same as the teacher who taught that in Africa there was no such word for jail. So that yeah, had no to question. be after, you know, there had to be a later time period in, in the motherland. And I'm sure he was talking about, you know what I'm saying, a specific group, group of, of Africans. But, you know, the ones that were matriarchal societies. But, yeah, I, I just seen this lecture. I don't know if it was even today. But mm-hmm. Yeah, but it had to be post. You know what I'm saying? It had to be mm-hmm. later no in our no history. Doubt. Very much so. Because that's mm-hmm. one of the things that he stressed, you know. Yep, no jails, no orphanages. Didn't even have a word for it. Didn't have a word for it. Homosexuality, none of that shit. Domestic violence, rape. Um, we didn't need we didn't need jails to deal with our corrupted people because jails are for the corrupt. When you have a corrupt system in place, Repside, they corrupt huh? the, they corrupt the people. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't say, you can't say the, the the government's perfect and it's the criminals that's breaking this down. No, no, no. If the if the government is corrupt. So are the people. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you want to be accountable for influencing the people, but you only want to shine light on the positive things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if, if the if the nation's essence is corrupt, you know corruption, then that's going to be the essence of the people. So we didn't have that because we didn't corrupt people because we didn't have corrupt systems, and we didn't need jails because the same punishment, the worst from a punishment. Is still in place now as it was then. Exile. Or and, and shame on the bloodline. Something that put, you know the Chinese got from us. Right. Mm-hmm. You say you don't need nobody, you a god, you independent, well we're gonna lock you up a twenty four you know, twenty three and a half hour lockdown. And because you god, you should be okay. You see what I'm saying? But the what's the what's the what's really the punishment? keeping you from other people. We are social people. Human beings are social creatures. Our success as being dominant on this planet is not because we have big teeth, sharp teeth and claws, because we have big brains and we communicate. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
was the first form of punishment for an African. We didn't hit send them to jail. We'll just exile you. And who wanted to be exiled from their own people? No other people will accept you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I say. Shay, and I think, you know, um, what I like about um, Chancellor William Book too, is the stressing on. Down and kind of low, sis. Um, I'm one of the things I sorry. One of the things that I like about Dr. Chancellor Williams' book is uh, how he showed that you know the nation started with the family unit, and so um, with that being the the basic structure or, or being the building block, you know, um, bringing shame upon the family meant something. You know, the family name, the family bloodline, actually meant something to a person and. You know, it made me think about myself back in the day when I was a teenager and I had an opportunity to start hustling. The thing that stopped me, and I was mad materialistic, I could point out the latest car, being model, whatever, mile away. All right? The thing that stopped me was the thought of my mother coming to pick me up if I got busted. You know what I'm saying? If I got caught up, the look on her face, the hurt that I know it would fuck with her. So I'm realizing now that, that that's an African thing. That mm-hmm. is in our DNA. Um, sometimes we listen to it, sometimes we don't, but we all feel that, whether we choose to listen to what we're feeling or not. That's where that my come in. That's that moral code of conduct. Everybody got a moral compass, whether you listen to it or not. But it was yeah. It's 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 uh. I think what you're saying is it's a cultural that cultural connection. Bringing the what it would do to somebody Mm -hmm. in the family, you know, not thinking about myself Mm -hmm. and the money I could get. And then seeing my people who I didn't rock with, I mean, they came up. They came up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it was the thought of my, the hurt I know, that um, I would have seen on my mother's face outweighed the material shit I could have gave her had I went on ahead and got with it. Mm-hmm. That's clearly African. The worst crime one could commit is to bring shame on one's family or one's clan. It's yeah, one, you know, one thing. Go ahead, brother. I didn't mean to cut you with it, bro. My bad. Go ahead. That's got us fucked up right now. We didn't look. We didn't, we didn't. As a group, we lost that trait. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I mean, I'm running around my fault tonight. Go ahead, brother. Oh, all I was going to say was, uh, you know, to show how important it was to him, you know, Dr. Chester Williams, he, he pointed out, like, even it went down to the different fields of uh, a service and shit, like the doctor, you know what I'm saying, the the oral historian, you know, they say, he said if the oral historian told the story wrong or got the date wrong, this shit, it, would put, it brought shame onto his whole family. You know what I'm saying? If the doctor, if the doctor 
misdiagnosed a person. It brought shame onto your whole family. So let's mm-hmm. show you how 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 deeply serious they took everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it wasn't like these doctors could today. They can just they can misdiagnose you, still get their paycheck on Friday. Shit, yo you yo fucking arm fell off or some shit. You know what I'm saying? They don't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah. Our ancestors, man, that shit that shit will get them that shit will get them ex like you said, exiled out of the motherfucking community, man. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst form of punishment. Because mm-hmm. okay, right now the the there's the people who still practice this right now. The most honorary people are Asians. Look at the suicide rate Shame. in Asia. If they shame their family or bring, they will take themselves out. The worst thing you can do is bring shame to your family's name. See, that checks you as an individual. Meaning, on one hand, nigga, I could go hard on the paint, but y'all lucky I got a clan I got an answer to. You see what I'm saying? So on one hand, it's like individual. the individual does play a part in influencing a bigger group. But in essence, the bigger group, controls and influences the individual. You see what I'm saying? So niggas could be savages and really be out here for self and selfish. But it's the shame that they will they, they wouldn't want to place on their family. Mm-hmm. And that's that say because like for even 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 if it's more harming. Okay, for example, for example, I know individuals at one time, I was this individual. Um, you you don't even, you're not even a churchgoer, but your mother is, or your grandmother is. You see what I'm saying? And nothing for a man, I'm speaking for myself, any other brother in line, nothing is, for a man, nothing is more, nothing cuts deeper than your mother's criticism or your grandmother's criticism or a woman's criticism. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your mother can give you, your mother can say a few words that can either do two things. She can say a few words that can ultimately bring you down and shape your whole existence to being nothing because you have the impression that your mother, you know, made you feel like nothing, therefore you are nothing, or she give you enough, she can say a few words that give you enough power to try to block the sun out. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I really think I could take this out because my mama told me. You see what I'm saying? I say. And America is the only society that teaches their children to question their mother. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of school, is to teach the child that there's a higher power than your mother and father. I'm no, you ask your mother and father, and your mother and father answer to me. That's a fact. I don't have to discipline you directly. All I have to do is tell your mother or your father what you're doing when they're not around. Now listen to this. Wow, Bessie, when we was coming up, in segregation, it was different. See, in segregation, it was different. 
You had to watch who you said because and who you talked to because you didn't know who your mother and father knew. So if they see you, you stealing, they'll pull over. Hey, that's Mega. That's uh, is that Janice boy over there? Oh, kick his little ass and take him to his mom because everybody was close knit. Everybody knew each other. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you will be on your you will be on your best behavior when you're not around your parents. Uh huh. See now it's been reversed. Go ahead. I used to. You know, as growing up, you know what I'm saying, growing up, yo, you know, we, we was in the projects and shit, you know what I'm saying? And I used to tell motherfuckers, man, we was the safest motherfuckers as a little kid. Shit, you, you, you had free run around that motherfucker. You the safest, safest nigga around that bitch. See, because everybody, you know what I'm saying, looking at, I mean, I don't know how it is in other projects, you know what I'm saying? I know we were, shit. You know, it's the, you the bottom of the city, you know what I'm saying? And like you, what you said earlier, man, poverty brings people close together. You know what I'm saying? Poverty nice people. Mm-hmm. And goddamn me, that's exactly how it was. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, niggas in there, niggas having their problems and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Of course, that's, you know what I'm saying? You're going to see that all the time. But but the underlying, what you said earlier was totally true. You know what I'm saying? And not and not so that what you said about if you're not if you're not from over here, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you're not. I mean, you know, you got to be from over here to really. You know what I'm saying. That's that's that. You white. You one hundred on that man. You know what I'm saying. Do that whole do the whole thing right there. Mhm. Hey. And, and we need to what pull on our history. I'm sorry, King. Go ahead, baby. Cool. That's what um. That's what um, Brother Macaron was saying, what Dr. Clark said. History to a people is like a mother to a child. But um, what Macaron is talking about, that's a, 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 a dynamic of organization, community organization, when you can have another elder in the community discipline a child knowing that your child is being corrected and it's for the betterment of the whole group. So there's not going to be no ill will about that. And also, uh, um, I want to say, your peoples must have been, you know, dropping some smooth jewels on you for you to be able to have that type of, of, of conscious, inner consciousness to not, you know what I mean, be like, look, I, I, would, I would personally I want to get this bread, and I want to I want to shine on the material tip. But my clan, you know, for me to shame my clan like that is something I just can't bear. So I'm not going to partake. That means they whatever they put in you, they did a hell of a job with you. You know what I'm saying? Plus the environment you was in at that time, that shit was just the norm to start hustling and shit right at right at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to okay. tell you, the thing that I think it was, was the love. Wow. I have to thank my mother, you know. I'm telling you. <laughs> if there's another realm after I transform, go through my transmutation and shit, <laughs> I'm hoping that, you know, whatever else is, if there's an intelligence still with me, whatever this energy is, if 
I keep a um, remnants of this consciousness on a energy level, you know, electrical basis type shit. I will be telling the ancestors of that whichever created all of this or those, whatever it may be, that, you know, I am going to be, in what you call that, disobedient if I got to come back and I can't have the same mama. Mm-hmm. I, I must have that. The love was real. Hey. Even with the mental slavery and everything. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Power. Hey, did that. She black power to that, too. Yeah, but what you saying, Michael, is the difference between us and Europeans. See, this experiment that's taking place in these projects, because that's all it is. It's an external laboratory, right? Mm-hmm. A social experiment, if you will, right? Through manipulating economics and social political tools as well being put in place, right? Now, mm-hmm. that's why it's hard for an African to be selfish. Because what checks us about our selfishness is our people, our clan. In fact, that is what upholds our humanity. That's why it takes prison to bring out, or it takes exile and incarceration to bring out those characteristics favorable to our enemies. You understand the point I'm making? Mm-hmm. Nigga, you, you know, we, we would go hard in the paint. See, it's one, we don't have, the word I'm trying to use is menace and mayhem. Look those two words up. That's just unconscious violence, savagery. We don't engulf in that shit because we'll rather, it's one thing for me to burn. I'd rather burn up and die than for it to spread to my people. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Our enemies know that. Why you think when they use, when they indict motherfuckers, they, they, they have to have a rat? You see what I'm saying? Because even when you get to, I don't name a name, from Nikki Barn, name a name. I don't give a fuck who it is. They may have been successful capitalists, but they never was successful at exploitation. Why? Listen to listen to what they, we was like family. All of them say that they were doing it for the spotlight, not just for the, not the spotlight of being in the spot, but putting their clan on the spot. You see what I'm saying? Every nigga got a crew, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One point, everybody's eating. I don't give a fuck if it's rap or the dog game. That's the problem. Why do you think Europeans come when they see a, a, a new culture that's coming along? The first thing they say is, we want to have to individually divide these motherfuckers. So every group that comes out, hey, man, you, you need to go solo. Get that one. Go in there and get the one. Well, we know that the nigga may rap, but he don't make the beats. And he don't mix the beats. And he don't put, so it's more than one individual. They, 
they, like, like, like Amos Wilson said, they market the music, we sing it. We sing it, they sell it. They promote it. They distribute it. They're most successful at doing that when they only have one artist to worry about, meaning they only have one check. You see what I'm saying? What would have happened if Michael Jackson would have still made those hits, but he still wanted the Jackson 5 to be included? It's hard to influence a motherfucker when he got four motherfuckers in his ear, right? Mm-hmm. They had you to believe they was arguing over the money. No, they were arguing over the offer made by the enemy in an attempt to divide and conquer. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how. And why do white groups stay together? Motherfucker stick, right? Yeah. You too? I don't even know these crackers, but you remember still doing war tours? <laughs> you too. Y'all damn right. And how is, you know, all the talent that's going on in the hip-hop community, how the fuck is Drake the number one nigga now? Well, first off, why are niggas siding with Drake over Meek Mill? I know where Meek Mill coming from. Meek Mill was poor like me once upon a time. You see what I'm saying? I could talk to Meek Mill. I can relate to that nigga. I cannot relate. If I, could y'all, you know, if Drake came on this line, how would he relate? He just like he's a foreign. He's he's a Jew. Only thing me and him could talk about that he is my woman. My black queen that he loved. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how the discussion to open up. Mark my, you know what I mean? He don't know about everyday discrimination. Because he don't look all the way white, but he don't look all the way black neither. Hmm? So I knew he grew up with that Obama treatment. Yeah, he got a white mama. And his mama vouched for his whiteness. That's he right. Your, his mother's gonna vouch. It's like a black. When you, if your mama black, you black. Cause your daddy can be whoever, but it's your mother who nurtures you. Nurture you. You know what I'm saying? You are your mother's people. Fuck what motherfucker talking about. That's that's such and such son. You know what I'm saying? That's Lillian's uh, 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 grandbaby right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's Dorothy's uh, 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 son right there. Ain't you, ain't you Dorothy's boy? Now, even if you married, you know, even if your mother and father was married and they were seen all the time, the mother spend more time with the child. You see what I'm saying? That's why my aunt was put in place because the best person to judge a man is a woman. I've seen my grandmother do weird things with her juju. I see my, I'm talking about being trafficked. And see somebody she used to know who fell off looking bad. Pull over. Man. I didn't even know Granny had food in the car. She must have been ready or something. You know what I'm saying? Game of pool. Mm-hmm. She, know who, who, she know the nature of him. You see what I'm saying? She know his nature. He didn't need some food. He's stressed out right now. You, you, you see what I'm saying? The only person that could resurrect. We talk about erection. The only person that can get a man heart. Well, you, well, it's shit different now. Niggas is getting hard off other niggas. But at one point in history, the only person that could get a man hard was a, or erect a man was a woman. So in essence, the only person who can resurrect a man is a woman. 
Just that part of the story. Just like Os- the story. Os- Osiru was, hey. Osiru was dead. It was I. I said, Come on. He said, he said, I'm who kept his legacy going. I say. She gave birth to Heyru. But she could have did two things. She could have just raised Heyru. And not mentioned her father. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Heyru never seen his father in the physical form. But knew more about his father. You, you said, so it's the woman's connection. So you are your mother's son. Hey, Ru is the mother of who? So that's why the 42 confessors, you had to confess your sins to a woman. So man going to give you rules. Thou shalt not kill. You can't question it or admit to it. You know what I mean? You just don't do it. Listen how our ancestors worded it. You had to come. This is the only thing that the Rome, that the, the, the Catholics, and this is the only thing I like about Catholicism. There's two things. They say Mother of God, Hail, when they, they say Hail Mary, Mother of God, that's the Egyptian co- connection. And then the confession, except it being a woman in there, is some gay-ass priest. You see what I'm saying? But the confession was really set up. That was my, you came in, uh, this look, Look at the front two confessions. I have not slain a man. I have not killed. So forth. You would confess them to a woman. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But speaking on that Drake shit, you know, you had to have uh, black traders involved because I remember before Drake had... <coughs> Did anything on wax? The nigga was already getting props on BET. He was at the BET Awards, and when the nigga was on Flex here, and he was supposed to spit freestyle, motherfucker fucked up, and it got exposed that he was reading off his BlackBerry, and that's when I knew hip hop. See, people got mad at Nas for saying hip hop was dead, but he was right because see. When I was a kid growing up, freestyle meant off the top. You better not. What? Now, you could have these writing rhymes crazy to the point where you shit, you memorize so many verses of shit and rhymes that you could spit your shit off freestyle, but nobody would know it. You know what I mean? You could do it that way type shit too. But you watch shit, the fundamentals of hip hop change. You watch. What was a DJ no longer having to, thanks to the CD, you know, um, show talent with inanimated objects that made sound. You know what I'm saying? To you pushing a button where you got a cracker beast bitch named Paris Hilton making money being a DJ. That's crazy. Okay? It's so sickening that you got the cracker beast that RZA sold his pe- his brothers out on and sold that Wu-Tang album and that the motherfucker could make a video dissing Ghostface Killer? Some old no. punk-ass cracker beast bitch? No. Unheard no. of. The motherfucker using the, he using the Wu-Tang album like a, uh, he said for a coaster. He using the album like a fucking coaster. Nigga setting drinks on it. 
Who's that? The fat white boy? What was his name? Nah, this nigga not fat. That that you must be talking about the other one. Look like a hillbilly, oh, Bronson. Yeah, yeah, Bronson. and go staff. Nah, yeah, no, 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 not him. That's the skinny white boy who bought the pharmaceutical company. Uh-huh. The one who went to jail. He went to jail. He said he was gonna bail Bobby Smurda out, and the, the police locked him up for some type of for some type of uh, fraud and shit. But mm-hmm. the main, Million dollar bell. He made five million dollar bell and he out talking shit, putting his drink on top of the motherfucking Wu Tang album that he done paid Ghostface, I, think, I mean, paid Rizzo two million dollars for. The rights to that motherfucker? Yeah, he bought the album. It's the only one. It's the only one. Mm hmm. Ghostface, I'm going to take your lyrics off of the motherfucking album. Racial shit off the album. This is the same RZA that's now talking. Uh, you know, you shouldn't wear hoodies. Uh, you know, it's how you dress. Why the police fuck with you? Mhm. What? See, when you study history, okay, a hundred a hundred years ago in 1916, the cracker was beginning to do the same thing to jazz. And, and and without saying it, this is what they've done. We're so we've got so much talent that we would rather prefer to hear an outsider with talent come in. Does that make sense? Only reason you listening to Drake or you'll give Drake a chance on your ear or you'll give an Eminem a chance. It's because that, like we said earlier, that fascination with other people. You see what I'm saying? I, I think it's that, Brother Minkaron. I think it's, too, that 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 self-hatred type shit, Brother Minkaron, on a certain level, too. You know, no no pride in that shit. You know, they don't treat us the same fucking way. And, and we know this. And we know <laughs> this. I can name two rock bands that was all brothers. Maybe one. It might be two. I remember a nigga named Fishbone. I don't know if he had a band and shit. And then the uh, color joint, uh, uh, cult, cult the personality. Uh, Brother Johnson. I remember the Brother Johnson. They got, they you know what I'm saying? Okay. We we let motherfuckers in, and, and they don't even got to be nice. They could be average, and we, oh, oh that nigga nice because he white. Mm-hmm. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Drake was pushed on the people, and the people bought it, just like motherfucking Eminem on, on some real shit. Propaganda's real. Yeah. You program, that takes a program. You don't even fucking know it. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. There is a self hatred mechanism to that. If uh, maybe they can do a little better than we can, or they may, you know, sound a little better than, or, or we don't want to appear to be hating. When mm-hmm. let's that's be real, that's, this shit like, is all nice, man. He nice, even though he white, he nice though. You can't tell you ain't nice. Yeah. Like, nigga, that's not what the fuck I'm saying. But where I can't resonate, the nigga don't resonate with me. And he why is he nice? That. 
Yeah, you know, every, even, white people, even white people that can sing, it's an imitation of somebody black that they heard that they're emulating. Mm-hmm. What, what's the best name? Christina Aguilera. She can sing, but she mimics a black singer she in, uh, uh, adored when she was coming up. So it's not an original sound. Yeah. When our elders was coming up, there wasn't you no know, one nigga that was running the R&B game. If it was a good song, it got played. It got support. It was the music. A lot of them, you didn't even know what the fuck they looked like. I'm trying to think of the art. I didn't even know that that nigga was, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, shit. Bushwick, black niggas didn't know Bushwick Bill was a was a, was a midget. Okay. Or he had one eye. The image, fuck the image. The nigga had a hot track. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was the music. See when the when the TV came along and put the image in the image is white supremacy. I remember what fucking what was it? Your MTV rap that shit came on once a week. MTV didn't fuck with rap. Yeah. And the proof of that is the first person they had nominated to the Hip Hop Awards on MTV was Marshall Mathers. Eminem, yeah. And the only reason y'all and we fuck with Eminem is because Dr. Dre endorsed the nigga. I ain't fuck with the nigga. I thought he was garbage from day one. I know what you're saying as a group. Benzino was right. Benzino said, and, and, and nigga, Eminem was the first nigga talking about MP3s and burning shit, right? When he came in the game, niggas was still eating off if they album just went gold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When he went in the game, that's when bootlegging took off, and Benzino showed that that nigga, every other artist in hip-hop was losing 50% of their revenue to fucking bootlegging and burning except him. Niggas didn't know nothing about LimeWire. Because niggas didn't have the internet. Niggas barely had cable, feel me? Oh, shit. I'm more computer savvy now, thanks to Brother Hey Rude. In 97, did you niggas have... That's when Eminem came out, right? Did y'all have internet? Was y'all downloading shit in 97? Oh, you know, <laughs> I had access to shit. But 97? Well, nah, not 97, nah, nah. 97? Nah, 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 not 97, nah. What about 98? What about 2000? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I probably wrote my phone and shit. Out. I might have had a phone. I don't know. But, you know... No,
<laughs> we got a lot of issues in, in slavery, <laughs> but I do have to say I love our flair for things. You know, I love our style. I love how we do. I have to say, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade being no other group of people on the planet ever. I love being African, you know. I love having melanin, you know. It's a special thing, you know. We we fly with it, you know. Even though we got issues and mental slavery and everything, even still, you know what I'm saying? We're quite, we fly with it. I love how we give it up. Okay. Now Good only if we can really you. give it up, you know what I mean? Nat Turner style. Mm. I mean, to some extent, we still gods. It's an oxymoron to this shit. Okay. Even if the European god is white, and even though the European god is white, Europeans still got a problem following that motherfucker or following the the tendency to being, you know, a follower of a white god. Basically, they're hypocritical, hypocritical people. So even if they had a white deity, and they had a criteria and need to be met, they still going to fail to even do that, right? So mm-hmm. just right now, we're still gods. Because look how many motherfuckers hate, hate us but are still willing to serve us. That makes sense? Meaning the cracker going to hate God even if it was all white because it's a represent, it's a deity. Anything that's a deity or that's deified, has integrity or has a, a substance to it. It didn't come from nothing. That's why it's deified. So we don't we may we may not have the jobs and so forth, but we still create jobs for so many other people. Look how you are willing to serve us. But still hate you. Like they hate God. You see what I'm saying? Dr. Amos Wilson saying we are a job-created job people. That's yeah. What we do. Like, I didn't even know that song where the motherfucker say eat the, eat, or she wants you to eat her booty like groceries. That's a little Asian bitch trying to sound black. Trying to appeal to us. Trying to appeal to being us. Trying to get that cosign. Yeah, that's crazy. Trying to get that Now, anybody ever seen Michael Myers' Halloween that was redid by Rob Zombie? Mm -hmm. Go watch that movie. Because he's from Michigan. No, he's from Illinois. He's from Illinois. My bad. Michael Myers never knew his, his... His mother was a stripper. He never knew his father. His oldest sister was a hoe like his mom, and his youngest sister, he was, he was the only boy. He didn't want them becoming, he killed his whole family, right? Except his, no, no, he didn't kill his whole family. He didn't kill his, his mother. When, on Halloween, his mother went to work at the strip club. He getting teased by school, boys in school. But for the teacher, like, we didn't found, we, we want to talk to you, you know, we got to talk to you in private, ma'am. They said, we found this at Michael's desk. It was a cat in a fucking plastic bag. She was like, well, he's a young boy. 
he goes through these issues. They pull out a plethora of Polaroid pictures of other dead creatures, right? Michael Myers in the principal office hearing this, he run. While he running home, he run across the same kid who was talking about his mother. He beat, this is all on Halloween, he beats him to death with a stick. Fucked him up. Savage ass beaten too. Because the whole time he was beating, he was hitting him in places, watching him, right? Painful places, watching him bleed. He, wasn't, he didn't beat him savagely to kill him quick. He beat him slowly and was watching him scream for agony with a mask on. So on Halloween, when his mother left, he killed the mother's boyfriend. He killed the sister's boyfriend. Then he killed his sister. They locked him away. His mother committed suicide and all that shit, right? The point I'm getting at, when he breaks out of this insane asylum, everybody else is on site. The minute he sees him, he kills him. But when he escapes the insane asylum, he runs to this fucking truck driving place. When the truck, when he went to the truck stop, it's a black trucker who's the same height and same size. Now, when, when Michael Myers go in, he's a, a 10-year-old kid. But that nigga's a grown man. That nigga's like six, seven. 270 big-ass motherfucker, right? So when he goes to this truck stop, the first thing you notice in this black dude, the black dude is the same height, same size as Michael Myers, right? He got a long perm, thick-ass uh, uh, beard. He, went, he, got, he got a custom suit on. He's like, yeah, park this motherfucking truck. He got, he got flamboyance to him. He's like, God, I got to take a shit. I've been eating the burrito all day. He goes to the bathroom stalls. Michael Myers is waiting in the bathroom stall. He's knocking at his door. The black dude like, I'm out here taking a shit, man. He comes in again. Make a long story short, the minute he opened, he said, oh, you, you, you want to fucking see me, huh? He pulled his pants up. The black dude did. And whooped out a knife. Opened up the bathroom. They in the bathroom stalls fighting. Now, Michael Myers is, has been an adolescent boy. And in the Salem Asylum, in white culture, I've noticed this in a few other movies and plays, they don't become men until they so-called kill a black man or have a, a duel with a black man. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Everybody else that he met, he didn't give a fuck. No honor. Stabbed you in the back. When you, it was opportunity. But this black man, <laughs> he gave him what we call in Cali a fair fade. You feel me? Uh when he escaped the insane asylum, uh, y- y'all remember that movie Desperado, the nigga that was throwing knives? Mm-hmm. He that took care of Michael Myers for 15 years. So everybody else, they're in the same asylum. So one of the uh, insane dudes, he's, he's raping other women as in the same asylum, but he's raping them in Michael Myers' room. This shit is crazy, right? Rob Zombie's a sick motherfucker. They're trying to get Michael to get some pussy because they know he's a virgin, right? The Mexican dude like, no, leave him alone. He's, he's, he's good. He's with me. When Michael Myers broke out, that nigga got the worst. Michael Myers drowned the nigga in the kitchen water, didn't kill him, drowned him long enough to discapacitate him. And then when he passed out on the floor, the nigga went in the break room, took the, snatched the TV out the wall, and slammed it on his head. Feel me? But this black man he met in the wild once he escaped the same asylum, Got an honor. That's the whole. What I'm trying to say is, there's a ritual with Europeans when it comes to us, and they're hunting us. 
and them seeing, having their children see us hanging from trees and burning. You see what I'm saying? Funny you saying that, too, something I'm about the predator and shit. Danny Glover, when he finds when him and Danny Glover was going at it. Predator Part 2, my bad. Mm-hmm. Giving him, everybody else, he was just, like, blasting them from a distance, airing them the fuck out. But, you know, they, they hand-to-hand combat. You got your little blade. I got my blade. They like, let's, let's see who got it. But even in, the regular, even in the regular Predator, Arnold Schwarzenegger had to put on that black mud in order for him to be able to be no able doubt. To And the last one they came out with, they had they found a pyramid in Antarctica. What's the sister's name? Sanaya Leia? I can never pronounce her shit. Sanaya Leia. Sanaya Leia. Yeah. Why, 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 why did she was the only survivor? Did y'all see that part? She was the only black woman there. Now, listen to the shit. They said when they walk into that pyramid, if you notice, the predator looked like some of the deities in Egypt. They said that the, the predators came to Earth and showed the humans how to build. So they showed a fucking a, a predator on top of a pyramid with people worshiping them. Feel me? Mm-hmm. Now, Sinaleon was the most successful archaeologist. She'd been in the most extreme. And she was the first one to kill an alien. Remember that part? I don't see that. They was, no. Okay, they, they, they put it where, you know that, that, little, that little weapon they use on their shoulder? Yeah. They, okay, they had that put inside the tombs. They couldn't use them. They couldn't use them until the humans activated it when they got to a certain spot in the pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. So until then, the aliens was kicking the predators. It was like four predators in a gang of aliens, right? So they had like 16 humans come and they trapped the humans in the pit in this pyramid. Inside the pit was the alien pod. You know, the aliens need us to breathe. We can bust out our stomachs, right? Uh-huh. So they bust out everybody's stomachs but hers. They're around there killing all the humans. She killed one of the aliens, and the predator seen it. And when the predator seen it, that nigga looked at her, and every time the predator killed the alien, he would scar, he would do scarification. What made me think of this, because my Ebo, you know, my people, Ebo, they, they do scarification. When he seen her kill that alien, that nigga walked up, took the carcass of the alien, and he didn't say no words. He was showing her, this is the weak spot. Then he showed, watch the blood, because the blood is acidic. It'll burn your shit. That nigga took the acid and gave her two, because she killed, in the end, she ended up killing three of them. And she had three motherfucking scars on her cheek. You feel me? Uh-huh. Watch that motherfucker. It again, at the end when the alien leave, when when he leave, he end up saving her. Watch that, watch that shit again, my nigga. That shit, that, that's the coldest one right there. And, and when, when she's trapped in Antarctica, but the whole message you get from that is because it's it, it, it survivor that the predators were the, the best survivors. They were the best adapters, not ever evolving, adapting and surviving. So the minute the minute they got in their spaceship and left, she wasn't. She picked up her spear and got the trucking. And she was she was following the North Star. I'll never forget that. Something. Like, it's a cold ass little film right here. Watch that shit again, man. Well, uh, which one is that? Predator versus alien. Right. 
And if right. when 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 uh when one of the fucking predators came back and got uh, uh had an alien implanted in, in, in it, and it was half alien, half predator. Remember that one? Yeah, I seen just some some small excerpts of that shit. Small, but I gotta watch it. I'm saying that's the one you're talking about, though. Is that Predator versus Alien? Because that's the one I understand. Type in Predator and type in the sister's name, and that would be the one. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Black Power out there, Sam. Black Power. I've been going there, got some movies and shit rocking. <laughs> but the um, that Alien vs Predator it is a, a pretty good movie. You gotta check it out if you get a chance. Versus the, the um, you know that it is it's a it's the way that it's set up. It is like you know the black woman plays a very significant part in the movie, a great role in the movie. Yeah. And even the, the um, president made her a weapon. That's what happened at the beginning. He, he, he was showing her that that shit was, that their blood was the city. Cut that shit off and start dripping it in front of her. But she, you remember that part of Brother Bourne? Yeah, huh? She knew they... You remember that? When, he seen, when that president seen her kill, he was like, oh, she with the business. And they go, like, oh, let me show you how to do this here. You feel me? Because all the other humans, they was going to either get killed by the aliens or the predators, you know what I'm saying? Or they was gonna be the they was gonna be the vessels for the aliens, you see what I'm saying? That's she changed the whole rules of the game. The whole way it was, it was a game for them. It was a game for them. I look 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 right if you look at the movie, the whole way that it was set up, it was like she was a female predator. Even when you look at her hairstyle and everything, the way when she ran, it looked she had the same outline like one of the predators because you see how the predators, how they got that shit on top of their head. It looked like some dreads. And then with the way that her hair was, it was pulled up in a certain manner that when it flowed down, it looked like that. So that's what they was really, that's what really what they was doing. They really were showing that that was like a female predator. I know mm-hmm. that's what because she was the best tracker, she was doing all the tracking. Yeah, she was. She was. She was the one who knew they shouldn't have been out there. Because they didn't know the shit about the pyramid. And, and the fucking remember the, the predators. This shit is like a hunting game for them. So they fucking sent a powerful ass laser that drilled a hole like ten miles into the ground. That was how they found the motherfucking tomb. And she like she said, yeah, well, like what you said, we ain't we ain't supposed to be fucking here. You know what I'm saying? We ain't supposed to be here. Yeah, you right. It's predator versus alien. Is that? Is it part one or two? No, it's only one. I was looking for two. It's only one. It's alien one. I mean, it's predator one, predator two, then it's predator. I mean, alien versus predator. It's 2004. Listen, Paul W.S. Anderson and starring Sanai Latham, Lance Henriksen, Raul Bova, 2004, Alien vs. Predator. 
Because they was hunting, they was hunting people. And anybody who was going to be a type, type of fucking threat had to go. If you got a weapon, you out. Yeah, because you're a threat. Yeah. He really didn't kill women, though, neither. Very few. Like, he saw a woman. He, he, it's like you ain't you ain't enough of a of a you're not enough of an adversary. You know what I'm saying for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen I've seen the first thing that came to mind when I went the predator whole thing. What I think of is African uh 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 oh initiation practices. You know what I'm saying? Uh 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 uh. Mm-hmm. Like the Yeah. Yeah. Like, nigga, go, go to these planets, come back with these such and such, and then you win. You get to the next level of warriorhood and shit. You know, remember at the end, too, when dude, uh, when Danny Glover killed that, killed the one predator, the, you know, they, you start seeing the shadows started coming of the other predators. They started materializing around him. He like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, who's next? And then they get, dude gave him a little trophy, that old-ass pistol from, like, the 1700s and shit. He gave that shit to Danny Glover, I guess, for like video mm-hmm. trophies and shit. Yeah. That shit was kind of crazy and shit. See, that's twice. The movie got a yeah. few of them. Uh, the two movies with the black people, the predator lets them live yeah. or lets them go, respects their surviving and honors them. Look at yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That nigga was still trying to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right. when he, de- he detonated himself. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. And then, uh, you remember he said, you, you remember what he said when he, just before he died, the predator? What did he say, you an ugly motherfucker? Yeah, he said, you one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. You feel me? Like you fucking Caucus Lloyd ass backwards D, you one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> and notice how he did him. Don't look at it and his giving the... Cracker respect when he took off his mask and all those weapons. He needed his weapons to kill that Native American and that nigga. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, oh, this Native American even worth me. Yeah, like the I'm, Native I'm American was supposed to get the fair fade that on a Schwarzenegger yeah. got. That Native American came on this shit. Nigga had yeah. no shirt on and a knife. Yeah, Bring it. Bring it. Goddamn, what's the black brother that was saving? Uh, you know you fucked up, yeah, right? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> In the noodle, right? Long range. Yeah. Three to the head. So when, when, when the predator, this is my opinion, he was like, oh, nigga, I don't need nothing for your cracker ass. Yeah. Let me come out this shit. Yeah. Feel me? I thought you was a All nigga. Right. But when he, that mud rock star, he said, oh, you's a pale cracker. I don't need none of this shit for you. Yep. Bill Duke was the one who could spot his ass. The black cat with the water head. That's Bill Duke. I forget what his name was mm-hmm. in there. He was the only one that could. He's like, look, look. Look out there, y'all like, what the fuck you talking about? He's like, look. You see? I see you, motherfucker. He's the only one that can see his ass. That's that melanin right there. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, everybody else was scared. Now, these is yeah. trained killers. Them crackers were scared. Where's he at? He like right there. Even, even the Native American, he knew it was something out there that wasn't human, but they didn't have a fear like, you know what I mean? Now, I, I have, you know, a brother that's with the Iraq, and he told me the same thing. There's them crackers over there scared as a motherfucker. Feel me? 
Another guy. Real talk. He said he, he at the front searching for IEDs. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The concept where, you know, it could be a bomb anywhere and it could blow up anytime. That shit is very frightening. You know what I mean? Because they don't have mm-hmm. good They don't have, like, melanin sensory like you was talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, they some bitches anyway. They don't be tough with the biggest when they, when they, when they running shit, like when they killing a bunch of shit. When it when it's like mano y mano, hand to hand cows that, or when the, you know, unless they got the serious odds, like what uh, Michael Mess was saying, nigga. So when it's even Steven, my nigga, them niggas don't even want none. Mm-hmm. And hey, that's the most powerful statement I ever heard any black leader say. And Michael say the white man will never win another war on the ground again. Um, that nigga said, "Can I prove it?" He said, take all the action that's going, he's talking about the 60s, in the world, Vietnam, Korea. Latin, you know what I mean? Tell me where he's mm-hmm. winning. He's brave when he's got a bunch of tanks. He's brave when he's got a bunch of guns. But you take that native African, all he got is an AK-47 and some sneakers and a knife. And when, that, when that sun goes down, what do he say? Even Steven. Even Steven, yeah. See, they ain't got that melon accessory. That's why they got to create radar, night vision. <laughs> niggas already got that shit. You feel me? No doubt. The dog gun already showed you that. Mm-hmm. Like Brother Boom was saying, the dog gun already showed you that shit. Nigga, they seeing stars off in the off in the distance that the motherfucking telescopes can't pick up. Like my pop said in Vietnam, nigga. The Viet, Viet Cong was so precise, nigga. They knew where the Americans was because of their shit. And that they had to start eating, they had to start eating Vietnamese food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they couldn't be detected. <laughs> so they shit blend in. Yeah. Just think about that. Feel me? That's like the equivalent of a nigga using your bathroom out in the, and pissing all on your floor. And you got the nose to say, nigga, not only is there piss on my floor, but this piss ain't even ours. This, this you know ain't I mean? ours. <laughs> this, ain't no, <laughs> this ain't no nigga shit, right? <laughs> yeah, I can smell this. You know what I mean? That's some, ooh, that shit stink, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's real yeah, that, shit. When you, when you really live <laughs> off the land like that, that shit you, that shit you got. I mean, that shit you can pick up. Just like but, our ancestors but, but, doing that shit. What are you saying, brother? But, brother Mikro, you been, you been, you been in the county before, right? You know how, you know how quick that shit can change your diet, change your whole shit plan, you know? <laughs> Already. <laughs> <laughs> then you got that goddamn county shit coming up out of the... <laughs> <laughs> I know you still be good. That shit smell like some whole different shit over there, but it's him. Man, okay, okay, okay. They had they showed y'all this shit. Okay. Dead presidents. What did he say? I, I gotta take a shit, I'll be right back. Nigga never came back. When they came back, that nigga was his his they gutted him. They they cut that nigga's stomach wide open where you seen his intestines, cut his dick and put it in his mouth. Did y'all forget that part? 
get caught slipping, but uh, already realized that what you see going on outside is already hitting home. So, uh, you know, do the necessary mandatory uh, precautionary things for your uh, for your life to proceed uh, properly. I'm just thinking about all the things that we've already done, been through, and all the things that we've already been hit up on. So, you know, we've been already uh, uh, um, been given toxins all this time, so this is what kept our minds in the place that it's at. So, you know, we're going to have to uh, make sure that just dealing with that original uh, story about us being poisoned, just, I just want the people just to uh, really go get you some goddamn you know, you need a water filter in your house, man, whatever the fuck, at the least for all the food that you eat. I just wanted to uh, make sure I say that to the people out there because our people don't believe that uh, motherfuckers are poison you, but they will. Just because your shit look clear don't mean that ain't nothing wrong with it. Money. And the technology is here to purify water. Um, mm-hmm. Even turning salt water into fresh water. The, um, the Indian dude, he's from India, he created um, that four-hour energy drink. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When, that nigga, when that nigga got his billions of dollars and he got his money, he invested 90% of his wealth back into his company. And it ain't got nothing to do with energy drinks. I seen this shit on a commercial on YouTube. Not even looking for this shit. Feel me? This nigga showed a demonstration where he has to t- he turn salt water into fresh water and other eco technology. You see what I'm saying? So it, it exists out there. But when you talk about anything that's powering or anything that you know, big big oil has a problem with that. So even at the even in this Michigan situation, it's still big oil. You can still have the center of you know what I mean. Uh, because it's the energy, you know, and, it, and it's the failure of the water treatment facility in that area. No one's mentioning them. Somebody's supposed to be getting fired, you know what I mean? At least fired, if not arrested and charged with attempted murder. A couple, mm-hmm. you know, a couple hundred thousand counts. Mm-hmm. Because situations like this don't happen overnight. That was a slow breakdown. That was neglect and negligence. You feel me? All the people knowing what was happening and not came during the fuck. Like you said, brother, if they go down, they're going to probably, probably try to dump it off on the sister mayor and shit. The black sister and female mayor. Uh, they, got, they got all black city council members. Like you guys see them. I got the numbers to some of them. They all, like, all city council members, they all all black. Like, the town is, like, almost 60% black. Uh, so, you know, they got voting power. So they got a lot of them there, and they're the ones who get in the flat. Now, I bet you 60% of the employees that work the water treatment facilities, I bet you they're white. It's almost like... It's like Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis had a, a mayor. He was the mayor for like eight terms, black. All the other functions of the black 
for all the courts and judges. All, you know what I mean? All the offices all the that really run power still white. You know what I mean? Yeah, all the administration and shit is white. Mm-hmm. And remember with Katrina, the mayor was black. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Nagin or some shit? Yeah. Hey. He, went he, went up, he ended up going to jail, didn't he? Nate, uh, no, it wasn't Hagen. What was his name? It was like that, Nagin or some shit like that. Yeah, with an N. It, was, it got yeah. an N. I think that is his name, Nagin. Light-skinned brother. Yeah. And, you know, I take the question that the family asked on the other slaughterhouse after the money, then what? After the water, then what? I wouldn't stay. That's what they're doing, though. They well, no, I mean, them. after we give, after the the people who don't got no money, the poor, you know, how we do, we, we take care of each other the best way we can when there's a crisis like this. You know, nobody has more empathy and humanity than we do. So after we get up the money to help buy bottled water and water, then what's next? Mhm. No preparation. Is there going to be any uh, coalition group that gets created to oversee uh, that this New type water of water again? You know what I mean? Mhm. Prevention. Any prevention? And see that creates uh, that, that that see that's employment. That's jobs. What was hey. your job? Uh, we oh we oversee. Uh, all water treatment facilities, mainly in black communities, to make sure that, you know what I mean? This is the thing, too. When when you have these mass types of, uh, of emergency management situations, you have to have institutions in place to be able to address solutions for that shit. You can't be just, you know what I'm saying, a part of the average populace and be able to maintain manage that type of situation or even come with a solution. They know that shit. But even... So really, our people... No, no, King, you finish. My bad. They know, so our people really don't have the proper infrastructure to even address that shit in a proper manner. But pretty much, they'll be victims to the, you know, it's for the next incident, it's whatever the motherfucking system puts up at them. System know they, they they know that we don't have the proper infrastructure in place to be able to prevent or even really deal with this shit. So we basically just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? We just be at the whim right now. We just got to get organized. And those are some of them people, probably some of the most poorest people in the in the country. Not to say that they are. I'm sure that's a is a poverty right down there. Pretty hot for our people because there ain't no jobs around that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. They, they know they just fucking with us, man. Uh, we got to, uh, you know, uh, besides the water bottles, uh, we need to have um, some guns in our hands, you know. Um, I say to that. Infrastructure, you know what I'm saying? Infrastructure and all this. 
Uh, is that really the problem? Well, when I say that, I just mean, you know what I'm saying, being able to have the proper mechanism at your disposal to be able to address issues of that magnitude. I don't know what you're saying. Please yeah, like, that down. I, I don't I don't know what you're saying. No doubt. Um, it's like you have to have you know, grocery stores, you know what I'm saying, uh hospitals. Uh, you know what I mean, agriculturally, motherfuckers who can offset that shit to the point where you know, we could actually do something tangible to keep that shit from happening. Right now, as the way the system the structure set, we just pretty much victims in this bitch, you know what I'm saying? So we get organized to the point where we can really take a strong position collectively to be able to make sure that, you know what I mean, shit like that can't take place. Okay. I understand I exactly what I, I understand it, brother. I feel you. I feel what you mean because if this was during segregation, you wouldn't it wouldn't get as much exposure as it is now. Um, it's only because we have, because it'll be the burden will be placed upon us to correct the situation because all we got is us. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's only being it's only being publicized now because of this illusion of integration uh, that this American city, even though you know what I mean, is is under this type of shit. But I want to bring this up too because I noticed this happening as well. The DHS is stepping in. We got to be on these motherfuckers. Now, if the residents are failing to ha- have or provide adequate water for their babies, they threaten on taking them children away. Y'all heard this? Yeah, Mr. Nah, I figured it was coming, though. That's, that's what I wanted to... Um, no, I didn't hear about that, but I wanted to bring up with was mentioned about the emergency manager or management because it is this bastard who was put there by the governor who made this decision. And the thing that is so obscene about it is that it's a violation of the Constitution. You know what I'm saying? It is a violation of the 15th Amendment. And nobody's saying nothing. Okay, people voted for the elected officials, and the governor said, no, I'm going to appoint this person to run the whole shit. So that lets you know again that we are in slavery, like on some real shit. Just like somebody mentioned how you can't leave the country without permission. You're not free. I'm not free. Let's say to that. They're showing it to us over and over, right there in your face, slapping your side of the head. See, even though we know sin is believing, you get so many lies in front of you, you can't tell the difference between the truth and the lie. 
The Congress, nobody jumped in, right? Mm -hmm. They probably going to see how much lead a motherfucker can take and shit. Oh, man, they went to these levels. They took fucking 36 species of yada yada. Okay. So we know what to, you know what I mean? We know how far we could go if we had to do it. And what we need to, we need to increase it just by this much. And on some sick shit, man. Usual, usual suspects, you know what I'm saying? Usual shit, man. They said that it, uh, the de- that there's been any death tolls from 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 the actual uh, contaminated water and shit. No, you know you're saying that. Uh, I think you were just on the show. I did hear somebody getting sick though, but that's not confirmed. And I don't think that's going to really be a statistic that um, they take care of in Michigan themselves. You know, uh, I don't know too many uh, cracker references that I could go to for uh, statistics in the amount of Africans they brought over here. You know, well, how many they killed once we got here. Be hard-pressed for them to get real about um, their brutality. But, you know... Uh, there's a pointing of that executive emerged I can't think of the correct title that they gave the bastard. But it makes me think of the Cracker Beast movie, The Handmaid's Tale, because before the um they brought on uh, the ending of the second reconstruction period and brought back slavery and all this good shit, you know, they appointed governors to, you know, Run whatever allotted uh, square miles of land, and I don't know. And and I would love for I can't wait for Bob Maddox to come on because I really want uh, him to elaborate on this if he if he so chooses. It's a serious violation of their own. Goddamn Constitution to do this here. And if the people um, don't seem to have a problem with it, why not go further? Why not take the inch before you take the whole goddamn mile? Yeah, war, baby. It's war, honky. Basically. Short and sweet, but it's honest. But see, because the, because the 
official drum declaring that this war hasn't been announced yet, are people still confused? How are we at war when businesses are still open? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the different. That, that that's that cold war shit. You know what I mean? That's that's that, that that's deceit war. That's why we're confused at this point right now. Ashay. Hypocritical war, if you will. You know what I mean? Because I'm, believe me, if if it was open, if they just it, it, it's war. It was, it's going to be declared Monday, and it's up front, and it's honest. You'll see a different approach from my people because we'll know what it is. But it, it works better for them. We keep the businesses, we keep the, 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 the government in function is still going, and we still implement our plan at the same time. That's, That's like confusing a motherfucker. That's confusing your enemy. But isn't that kind of how they've been always operated with with um, us <laughs> and others? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they did to those they found over here when they started the Atlantic. That's what they did to us in the motherland. You know, and then, you know, they get in good and, and, and one and guy got in, they work on it, and they make, make their real intentions known when it's too late for you to react and, and, and handle your business against it. Ah, Shay, that's a that's a great example. Was some people say they conquered Africa? They never really conquered all of Africa. We still fight now. But when they use, you know, that's that's well, how they how how they how they win, brother? Well, right, they doing right now. We in war still right now. We are in the same war, you know, as when they first came off the boats and engaged our people as we are then as we are now. You see what I'm saying? What's, and they're using the same methods. Just come here said. Be smiling and grinning. You know what I mean? It's never up front. It's not open warfare. It's espionage. And infiltration. They have to know something about you first. You see what I mean? They come in, you know, with an offer of help first. They came here looking for help. Well, that's what they lied for. So they never came with the honest intentions on. That's why Dr. Clark said, go read the diaries of the Portuguese and those Dutch when they first came to Africa because it gives insight on their intentions. But that's what we're confused about. What are their intentions? Because some of the people think they're here to help us because they're setting up an infrastructure here and there to keep your eye off them killing well, you know what I mean? The killings that's taking place and the inf- you know what I mean? Daddy. It's the same thing. Baba Maddox said they come in in a, in a form of humanitarian aid and shit. You know what I'm saying? When that's when they doing they, that's when they be doing their dirtiest work and shit. Mm-hmm. Like they coming with humanitarian or we bringing in water. Some niggas just it's checking how many bodies right? down. Yeah, they're trying to see how many bodies on the ground and shit. Ain't that the best cover, Brother Griff? No question. We're going to send you in. Agent, you know, you you you, you are uh, an alphabet letter agent for Africa, and we're going to send you into Europe as a motherfucking, uh, you know, a philanthropist. 
I want to save the poor children of Europe. First off, they're going to say, hold on, brother. There ain't no poor children. Even if there are, they don't want you knowing that. You see what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you can exploit that. No doubt. Even if we do got dirt poor people in Africa with bugs, you know, flies all in their eyes. Nigga, y'all don't need to know that. Y'all don't need to be promoting our, our motherfucking uh, poverty. Because uh, you, you promote it to promote your image of saving a people or help save a people or showing that you, you know what I mean, it's mixed feelings with that type of shit, you know what I mean? First off, why are you even showing this shit? Because we know, first off, they're not going to show you no, you know, you're not going to see these Catholic charities going to, you know, these poor nations in America doing the same bidding or showing you pictures of white babies with flies in their eyes and them digging through trash and shit, right? Yeah. See, that's another job. It may not pay good, but we need black water and we need black uh, uh, philanthropists to go out there and find poor white kids. Like when Idi Amin donated that money to, to England, this, you know, while, while, while Ugandans are eating big steaks and driving big cars, the British are, you know what I mean? Because he know they he know about them, feel me? Yeah. And the, and the cold part, the cracker came and got that check. <laughs> Beautiful. He showed a picture of black babies, you know, with the scissors, cutting the little ribbon, you know, the little rope, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the cracker come and shake the hand. You know, they're taking pictures, and he got the check in his hand. Feel me, nigga? You know what I mean? So I donated this out of my own money. You know, while at the same time, he talking about, you know, his politics. Then he stopped and said, yeah, we're also raising a, a campaign to help the poor in Britain. I have donated 10000 You know what I mean? Like Yo, they do us. Propaganda. We, we pushing it right back on the motherfuckers. That's real shit. Y'all play the game to win, baby. Mm-hmm. Ah. And then Edie Amik, you know, they could not kill me. I seen it in my dreams. Mm-hmm. It was right. Feel me? Because even though Edie Amin was uh, modern, he still appreciated and respected the mysticism of his native traditions and cultures. Feel me? So, please believe he was a general, but he still had uh, advisors who was shamans. You see what I'm saying? Hey, you know what it is? You know, and that would be the question I would ask the shaman, especially if I was, you know, a leader who was putting the public eye, you know, when will I die? And then the motherfucker will do his juju and come back and say, man, you know what, man? I see you, you know, I see you dying of old age. What? You got a little more vigor there. They cannot kill me. Not because Jehovah told him. Now, he was a Muslim. He didn't, you know, he practiced Islam. I'll put it like that. But he still was traditional African. I don't care what nobody said because listen how he cared. You know what I mean? He didn't, he didn't talk like an Arab Muslim. He didn't, you know what I mean? Nah. He tortured he the white boy. Yeah. You see how he tortured the white boy? Because the white boy knew. He knew the white boy was trying to poison him the whole time. But he let the white boy have to go through the agony of him maybe getting caught, 
finding out that he tried to poison him and shit. That the white boy tried to give it to his, give it to his, give, he's like, here, take, give him this medicine, shit. Like, oh, uh, this is it? He's like, yeah, take it, take it to, you know, take it to his majesty, whatever. He's like, oh, hold on. He's like, no, 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 don't you take it, it's for him. So he's fucking with him, like, he already knew what this deal was the whole time. Remember that part? Uh, yeah, that's that's the, the that's the movie, uh, King of Scotland. But have you seen the documentary on nah, I mean, nah, nah. I gotta let me look it up on YouTube. What's the name of it? Uh, it's it's, it's, it's uh, uh, what the fuck is it called? Just type in go to uh, I think it's on YouTube. Go to YouTube and type in Idi Amin documentary. And it was done by a French uh film group. In what year? No, seventy. 76 or something like that. Feel me? It's like an hour and 30 minutes. I, you know, I, I I said this before. Download all that shit because they change their videos and they editing them. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. 